Shields Up Ironbreakers. Burakan here from the future just to let you guys know that the most recent Capcom collab for Monster Hunter Rise was announced literally a few hours after we were done recording this episode and that's why we don't really talk about it. In case you're curious and you haven't really seen it yet, it's going to be a Street Fighter collab that features an Akuma layered armor and it looks pretty neat. It's going to be releasing next Friday. Anyway, here's the podcast. Gaijin, take it away. Hey guys, this is Gaijin Hunter, and you're listening to the Third Fleet Podcast, your one-stop source for Monster Hunter news, dad jokes, random gaming discussions, and more. This episode is going to be a wild one, as we'll be talking about some catch-up items with the world of Monster Hunter, but other games we've been playing and other fun adventures we are up to. So sit back, grab a cup of Double Joe, relax, and let's jump in. Joined here, of course, by the man himself, Shields Up Arm Breakers, it's Rory Khan. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> I am doing fantastic. I've been, um, I've actually taken this uh, this opportunity to play out some different games because you know um, a, a lot of people, you know, we talk about the the Monster Hunter thing almost as a service because like oh it doesn't have enough content needs more content because everybody always yeah. wants more Monster Hunter. Let, let's put it like that. And it's like yeah, and good. It's I think that's a good thing because it means that the games are usually so good that everybody wants more and more and more. Uh, and I get it. I myself am kind of like itching for some new Monster Hunter thing, whether that is uh, Rise Ultimate or, you know, more content for Rise that they may end up doing. Like, they, they, weren't they supposed to do something at the end of August? I forget. I haven't been looking at the roadmap for a while now. Uh, I think there was supposed, there's going to be another Capcom collaboration. Yeah. I, I don't um, remember exactly what it was because I haven't looked at the roadmap I don't in think so they, long. I don't think they announced what it was, so... We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but uh, basically I've been taking that opportunity where we have like this kind of like lull in Monster Hunter stuff. And I'm, um, mm. I've am i been going back to my roots as uh, an MMO player. I used to play a lot of MMOs, a lot of World of Warcraft, a lot of stuff. And that's something that I've been talking a lot about in my streams, about the stuff that is happening around uh, the MMO world, where there's a lot of things happening around like World of Warcraft, mostly bad news. Uh, but that is almost brought about a resurgence in a lot of other MMOs because World of Warcraft's been that game that grabbed people for a long time. And then now that people, they're kind of like taking a step back and looking at other yeah. MMOs, like there's actually a lot of interesting things happening around these MMOs. That's been something that I've been doing and it's been, uh, it's been interesting to just like, you know, get a little bit of a, a palate cleanser before the next big Monster Hunter thing where I'll just like put everything aside again. It's like, let's go, Monster Hunter again. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know if um, people know this, but I I do the same thing. Um, like I will go through phases where so in order to avoid what I believe is officially called franchise fatigue. Um, yeah. Like I'll go through long periods where I won't play. Um but it's just to make sure that I'm not oversaturating myself. Uh, and also to just to catch up on games. There's so many good things out there. Um, especially, you know, that carry the same DNA and the stuff that we love from Monster Hunter. So, um, you know, if if you're still playing Monster Hunter games like crazy, like I actually am currently still, great. <laughs> if you're not, don't feel bad about it. This week. Trust me, the dr the, the, the the drugs, the new stuff will be here before we know it and we'll be all failing to sleep and uh, do other stuff so this week though i do have some monster hunter rise stuff to talk about uh there's a bit of a rant i, I have a bunch as well i've been playing a lot of monster hunter yeah but uh b before we get into that i uh, i also wanted to say that 
Um, in, in regards to like guests for the show, because people are always asking for more guests and whatnot, like I've been... I've been slacking a little bit, you guys, because it's August. My my kids are still, you know, they're not back at school. They're having vacations. So spending a lot of time with my kids. When I'm not with my kids, I'm basically live streaming. Doesn't leave a lot of uh, a lot of time free for me to, like, do outreach. Having said that, we do have a couple of people, like, uh, lined up. It's just uh, the timing isn't really lining up for everyone. Like, like, I always like to say it's very hard to coordinate a podcast with Portugal time zone, Japan time zone, sometimes US time zone for the guests, other times the U time zone for the guests. It, it's very, yeah. it's very it's hectic. Hard. So, because Monster Hunter is a worldwide phenomenon, there's people all over the globe that we definitely want to get in touch with and get on the show. Yeah. So, so if your favorite, I won't call anybody out specifically, but I'll say, I don't think I've ever seen a comment of someone saying you should get blah 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 on the podcast. That we I haven't every single time. It's like, oh, that's already been on my list. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I yeah, no exactly. one's ever surprised me. Like, oh, that's a good idea. It's like, trust me, I, we have lots of ideas of who people we'd love to to talk to. So, yeah, it's just a matter of lining up the schedule. Because, like, if we have, say, for instance, someone from the U, then we have to adjust our schedule so that, oh, you want to come, you want to come sacrifice your uh, your sleeping schedule with me, and you want to come record at midnight. <laughs> it's like. Mm. It's like, I don't want to push that on anybody else. Like, I'm okay doing it. You know, I've already kind of like planned my life around it. But, you know, when you have people from you, we try to go with like a Thursday morning schedule so that it's more convenient for everyone involved. So there's a, there's a lot of scheduling there. So if your favorite content creator hasn't showed up in the podcast yet, it's probably only a matter of time unless they say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty I mean, much how I'm, that's I'm also go. on. Yeah, we're also doing summer break here and I have a hard enough time falling asleep, having time to make stuff. It's, there's just no time in the day. It, it's driving me nuts. Yeah. So it's been it's been tough. So bear with us. So I actually but wanted hey, to hey, look start- on the bright side. Every single week we have two special guests. Exactly. We have myself and Rory. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually want to start uh, this week with uh, a bit of a horror story. Oh, so you remember... Like horror stories. You remember how last week I said that I had bought a computer? Oh yeah, I I I, I can't wait to hear the details about this. So I bought this a computer. Is just, and- this this whole story just I'm going to give you a funny little thing here that yeah. in your head as you're saying this. People always ask me when I tell them about the computer prices and all that kind of stuff here in Japan, and it's being like double anywhere else. I'm like. Why don't you just import a computer? I think this this story will, will tell you exactly why I don't do that. But go ahead. So, I'm sorry. So so to get us started, let me just tell you guys one thing. I never, like, I shouldn't say never. Probably at some point I did when I was younger and I had no idea what I'm doing. But ever since I've known my way around a computer, I've never bought a pre-built computer. So, like, I would say for the past, like, um, 15 years 16 years all the computers that i bought you know i got the parts i got the case i got all the stuff shipped to me and then i built it myself that's the way that i like doing it because for one it's fun for a second you get to know a lot about the computer that you're assembling because you know assembling a computer a lot of people seem to think it's really hard it's like a lego 
Nowadays, it's pretty much like yeah. a Lego. You're just, they, they even color code a lot of the stuff. It's just like, okay, you put this thing in that thing, that thing. And like everything just kind of goes in. It's like a Lego. It's not hard at all. So I'm not saying this is like, oh yeah, me, big alpha male. I, I'll, I'll build my own computer with my big man hands. Like, no, it's super easy. It's like I building think, a Lego. I think the problem is, is that we use the word build when it comes to pc right when it's really you, you assemble yeah you're assembling it yeah. essentially so and the I, hardest part is before you order the stuff because it's all about compatibility yeah and making sure that you have everything that's compatible that's all yeah so so it's like i'm not saying this because it's it's hard or anything it's super easy to, to set up your own pc it's not hard at all the problem is that uh, due to the covid shortages and the scum people that are the crypto miners that basically just yeah eat the entirety of the GPU market. These two things combined have made it, I was going to say near impossible, but in my case, it's pretty much impossible to actually get like a good GPU at a good, it's it's literally impossible. Like the most recent case that I have of a, of a friend of mine buying a computer, he paid 2000 euros for a 3080 Ti. I, I don't even think it was a Ti. I think it was just like a base 3080. So it's like it's not even top of the line and it's two thousand euros. Like that's a lot of money. You get you guys might be making the one to one conversion if you're in the US, like for two thousand dollars. Like it's way more. It's like two thousand three hundred or four hundred. I don't know the exact conversion rate at this point, but it's really expensive. So I found this computer, which is a pre-built that I didn't like that idea, but I was like, actually, it wasn't even me that found it. It was someone from my stream found it, Tredian from my stream. He found this computer at a computer place called uh Pisidiga in Portugal, whatever, and it was 3,000 euros for the computer already. It was a little bit more than 3,000, like very little because I also bought the operating system because, you know, it's working computer. I want to have all things yeah. legit. I don't want to like pirate windows or whatever. So I bought all the things and it was, it, it had like a 6,900 XT. I said this last time I was just like, I was still going crazy over the fact that I had a 6,900 XT because I wanted to get an AMD card. Uh, the processor was whatever, it was Ryzen 7. But it's like, it was this really sweet machine that pretty much had most of the things I wanted. I just had to have like some hard drives on it. And so I ordered that and it actually came like two days after the we recorded the podcast or something like that. And I was like mm. super happy, super excited. I'm like, oh man, this is great. So I have the PC here and I'm like, I'm not even going to need the PC right now because first I want to buy the, the drives and whatnot. But, you know, considering... That this thing was shipped, and only after it was shipped, I realized that this company used Portuguese national mail, which is an absolutely atrocious service. Anyone that is from Portugal will confirm this. Our national mail is terrible. Like, I'll give them a zip code and my exact address, and they won't be able to find my house. I'm not exaggerating. Like, they actually won't be able to find my house. But on top of it, I know that they treat their packages like absolute garbage. And when you're ordering something as frail as a computer, it's like, that's not something that you're, you're going to be happy about. So when I realized that they were the ones, like the second the computer got here, okay, I got to turn this bad boy on, got to test, got to make sure that everything is working. So first problem, I ordered an operating system and in their website it said, hey, if you order the computer and the operating system, we'll install it for you. Oh, no. <laughs> so, computer didn't come with operating system installed. That's not really a problem because even if it did, it wouldn't have made a bit of difference for what happened. So the operating system actually only showed up two days after the computer, which is weird. But basically, they shipped it separately. They should have installed it. I was like, whatever, dude. I can install the operating system. It was just going to save me like one or two hours of messing around with drivers and whatnot. But whatever. Fine. So 
I just, I'm just like, I just want to see the computer post to make sure that everything is fine. That's what you call when you can see the BIOS, when you call it, did it post? Okay, good. So I turn on the computer, it doesn't post. And I was like, oh, oh man, here we go. <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh, yeah, I should mention before, uh, before turning it on, you know, uh, I'm checking the computer and I notice that, that this computer had a problem, which was the GPU was not properly slotted in to the PCI Express card by the time it arrived here. And those of you who know how the PCI uh, Express slot works on a a motherboard, it's got like a device to lock the card in place to make sure that it doesn't come off. So imagine, like, I'll I'll just tell you this, considering that the card is bolted down, I mean, not actually like super bolted down, but you know, it's actually like, it's properly secured in the computer. Uh, if you were to just like trying to pull it off without taking the lock away, you'd probably damage something. So like, like that's, yeah. that's first red flag. So it, the thing like, is like off putting your seatbelt, you know? Yeah. So the, the GPU is not properly seated into the computer and I'm like, okay, so maybe it, you know, maybe there was a little bit of motion, maybe something happened, whatever. I'll just like reseat the GPU. That's fine. So I did that. I unscrewed it, reseated the GPU. Everything seems okay. Okay. Then I go and I turn on the computer. It doesn't boot, doesn't do anything. doesn't work at all. I mean, the, 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 the pretty LEDs light up. You remember how we talked about the LEDs? <laughs> Those LEDs lit yeah. up in all sorts of colors. It even had a button I could press and it would change the pattern on the LEDs, the color on the LEDs. The only thing I wouldn't get image on was the monitor. Like I had pre- plenty of LEDs to look at, right? So this computer doesn't boot. It's completely, it's just not working. And then I started looking at the motherboard manual to see if I could figure out what the error code was. And the MOBO actually had these QLEDs that would tell you the type of error that uh, the computer could potentially be experiencing. And it was something yeah. to do with the GPU. And I was like, okay, so... At this point, I take out the GPU, you know, obviously shut down the computer, all that, take out the GPU, and I look and I see that the PCI Express slot is like slanted slightly to the side. And I was like, okay, so Portuguese Post clearly just like was tossing this thing all over the place, not a care in the world, despite the fact that there's big words on the side that say, so it clearly indicates there's a computer in here Please don't mess this up. No, they destroyed it. They fucking shredded my computer. Oh, crap. I'm sorry. They, they just shredded my computer. I'm sorry. I'm very frustrated. And uh, yeah, basically, after further testing, I realized like this, this is not salvageable. And the problem is when you have this type of damage, which I think the motherboard was damaged, but not only that, but the motherboard was damaged while the GPU was attached to it specifically in the GPU slot, which gives it a high probability of there also being damage in the GPU, which may or may not show up appropriately in the testing that they do of the GPU. So basically what I'm saying is like for a new computer, I was probably looking at like a nightmare scenario of problems down the line, even if I did accept like the repair. So I went to the shop and I was like, just just give me my money back. I, I quit. I don't want to buy a computer right now. It's like, I don't want to buy a pre-built and there's no good GPUs on the market for me to actually assemble one and they myself. Give you, they give you a refund? Uh, supposedly they're going to. They said they're going to. But, you know, this type of stuff can take up to two weeks to sort out. So I haven't seen my money yet. And on top of it, I haven't, um, I haven't taken the operating system back to them yet 
because that came in separately and I went immediately the next day to sort it out with them. So I still have mm. to go to, so basically what I got out of this is I had to drive to Lisbon once and I'm going to have to drive to Lisbon again to take the operating system back so that they fully refund everything from wow. me. And it was terrible. I, I, I hate, I hate everything right now when it comes to computers. I don't want to buy a new computer. <laughs> so, I mean, if you, if you're interested in getting into computers or if you already are, you probably already know about it, but there's, I'd say the most interesting channel out there is Linus Tech Tips. Yeah. Um, it's a famous PC channel. Uh, they've got tons of stuff. They have, or they had a really interesting series that they do like yearly, which is called the PC Secret Shopper Challenge, where they, it's like a three-part series where they, it's really well produced. Well, they'll have one of their, someone in the company who's not well tech versed, um, call and work with the customer service reps for a bunch of different companies, try to order computers, and then they'll simulate mistakes and see if the that company would be able to support them and fix it. And it is just jaw-droppingly awful from some of these companies what actually happens. Um, and this last one was hilarious. It was like nine months ago. It's it's like called Tech Support Nightmare or something, PC Secret Shopper yeah. Part 1, 2, 3. But it's like, it terrifies me. I'm like, I don't think I will ever buy electronics. From, well, and also, the, this whole concept of getting your money back and refunding does not exist in Japan. I don't know if Oof. you know this. <laughs> that's this whole that the whole especially america takes us to the extreme like people will play something or buy something try it and be like yeah it's not for me and they'll go back and i'm gonna yeah. return this i'm like i hear that and it's so alien to me because you don't get to return stuff in japan if you want to you can return it if it's broken and they'll give you a new one but they yeah. ain't giving you your money back and they're not going to give you something of the same count, you know, same price or no, no, no. You will get the exact same thing, but not broken. And you may have to wait for it. Yeah, that's that was the thing is like I if it was something that I could identify, OK, this is the problem. This is easy to fix. But when I yeah. saw that the damage involved both the motherboard and that, the yeah. GPU, I'm like, I'm not putting my money on that. Like, I'm sorry. Forget about it. Just give my money back. I quit because because I don't know oh. what type of fixing they're going to do. I, I will say this, though. When I went to the store, the the guy who was um, who was handling my case, like he was super cool about it. Like he was the one That's asking good. me, OK, so so do you want us to repair this, which might take like up to five days? Do you want to get your money back? And I'm just like, just give me my money back. Like that's because like uh, I didn't tell him, but I was like, I don't believe that you guys are going to be able to fix that properly where I'm not going to have problems in the future. So I'm sorry, but just, just give me my money back. Yeah. But I had I a conversation for those customer service guys, though, because like yeah. they are the window who get the brunt of what their company screwed up and it's like they didn't personally do it so it's like some the, people go the, in there screaming yelling the worst part even is that this isn't even their company this oh is the gosh. portuguese national mail that this because like uh, listen this computer came in and it had like printed sheets of everything working like tests of the gpu and all that like they had all of this stuff done they assembled the computer they installed like a base version of windows they benchmarked the gpu uh, to make sure that everything was working fine so like I believe that when it was assembled, it was working fine. But during the transportation, they destroyed it. And I was actually talking to the guy like, why does your company even you? Why does you guys' company even use the national service? And he's like, yeah, I I don't know. Must be like some higher up thing, some contract we have. Because yeah. like he started telling me about the nightmare stories of the amount of computers that come back with broken the, the, the side of the computer, which is made out of glass. Yeah. That stuff will be broken so often. And like, if you see the way they pack these computers, 
Like to no, me, it's, it's it's actually like going back to that video series I was re- I was I'm recommending. They the shipping isn't a, a substantial part of that series. Yeah, how a company ships it was like, oh my gosh, like the nightmares no, but the, that they go through. The way in which they ship the computer is actually really well done to the point where like I would argue that I could drop that thing down a flight of stairs and it wouldn't break. So I could drop it down the, two flight of stairs. <laughs> the, I don't. I don't I would say someone dropped it off the top of a building or something because I have no idea. <laughs> how, like the way that thing was packed, it was actually really well packed. So I don't know how they managed they just, to mess it up that bad to destroy. Wow. That was a hole in the box. On the outer box, there was actually a hole on it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's oh. like, it, it's crazy. It, it's friggin' insane. I wasn't the one receiving the, the package because otherwise I'd be like, dude, what the hell? There's there's literally a hole in this box. Like, what did you guys do? There's a hole in the box. But luckily, there's like two boxes, so the PC was in another box inside, but still, oh it was like, gosh. yeah. It was crazy. Yikes. It was, it was insane. So it's going to take me a while to get a new computer. So, yeah, it's going to yeah, suck. This is why I will not order PC parts from overseas, even though it would be cheaper for me to buy a GPU or stuff like that from like like Amazon US and have it shipped to Japan and pay the customs it would still be cheaper but the problem is, is if anything goes wrong i'm not going to screwed I'm yeah trying to deal with trying to deal with customer service from another country okay well mail no i don't live in this country what are you talking about and blah, i don't want to deal with that so yeah. oh so man, that's that's brutal yeah that's that's my uh <clears throat> computer story I have another story about an adventure, but let's talk a little bit about Monster Hunter before that, before people go like, hey, isn't this supposed to be about Monster Hunter? And I actually wanted to drive us towards the point that we brought uh, at the end of the last podcast that we forgot to mention during the last podcast. So this is a little bit late, but it was that thing about the the Hey J situation and Divine Blessing 5. I'm not exactly sure if there's been an evolution to that, because like I said- Because I've been a little curious. I haven't looked, but I think- um, I was going to say I said my piece, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. But before we get into it, let's set the stage for people that aren't aware of this. Okay. So uh, apparently AJ was fighting. What was it that he was fighting? Was uh, was a Fatalis that he was fighting? And he was, no, I th- it was. No, I think it was a few. I think this started, what I'm hearing is it started with a, a stream in which he was fighting a furious Rajang. Okay. He was fighting a furious Rajang and he was using Divine Blessing 5. And suddenly. And apparently he beat Rajang, right? And people started yeah, I complaining. Think from what I heard is that he, he beat it, but he got quite lucky, which is exactly why you have that skill. Like yeah, exactly. Some sloppy play and it saves you, but you still, you know, it doesn't do damage to the monster. You still got to go in there and do it. So, you know, I think they managed to take it. I I'm, I'm I apologize if I get the facts wrong here because I know yeah. more about the problem more than the setup. But apparently some people in the chat, it rubbed them the wrong way, probably hurt their egos that... Uh, Hey, I, I, you know, I worked really hard on this hunt and I, and here's this guy fumbling through and he managed to kill it. And boy, you're being carried by that skill or something dumb like that. And so it sounds like some people in his chat, not all of them, of course, it's always the bad apples, right? Um, started giving him a lot of crap about using divine blessing level five. And then, you know, the conversation comes up that he only has two monsters left to beat. It's amazing how fast he has progressed in his monster hunter journey. His his pledge was to defeat every monster solo in Monster Hunter World Iceborne. And he only has Fatalis and Arc Tempered Velcana left. I pray for him when it comes to that last one. But um 
so he's going to be doing Fatalis next, which is, I think, the smart move. Um, but he ended up making a video on his YouTube. Uh, again, I love his journals. I think they're great. It's, it's a really interesting idea of how to feel like you're following and watching a streamer without actually having to go back and watch all the playthroughs. Like He yeah. does such a good recap of everything. And it's also really interesting just to hear how how the streamer felt in retrospect because they're they're talking about something that they they've had the time now to process it right and i find that fascinating so and it's not too long like i love his format and the editing is usually really funny um in a good way um but he said okay you know what i don't want people to say that my win is illegitimate if i use divine blessing level five when i take down fatalis so uh you know what fine i'm not going to use it uh, I'll, I'll, I want to entertain. I want to keep my chat happy. So that is what I'm going to do. And that alarmed me so hard. Yeah. And it, and I was like, wait, what? And as I explained to, I, I talked to Jay offline as well. I, I messaged him, but that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I was really upset um, because one, the whole beauty of the Fatalis hunt is that it will squeeze everything out of you as a hunter. And this is why it's so satisfying of a hunt. Like they, you are on a timer. Like there's people who have timed out on that quest. Not, not as strict as AT Valkana, but there is a timer that is pretty strict, especially if you're soloing it. And people, I don't know why people can't understand this, but there's different, I don't know. There's different play styles. There's different play style or disposition, but like, for example, like, there's some things that some people are just really good at and other things that people are just, it just doesn't click for them. Certain play styles. Right. And it's, it's, you have to tailor your play style to your own. Yeah. Like who plays longsword? Seriously. <laughs> I knew you were going to do something <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, just you wait. You know, if, if listen, if you're a longsword main, just, just keep listening to this podcast. You're going to hate me by the end of it. I'm going to, don't worry guys. I, I got you guys back. Um, we'll but, see. Uh, <laughs> oh, today I got a good one. <laughs> uh oh. Okay, so no. where was I? Um, yeah, about the the dispositions. Yeah, so, and so, so the whole idea is is like the whole idea. The fun about the Fatalis hunt is that it's so strict, but it's also very fair. So, like, you have to do a lot of damage. You have to break certain parts, and if you don't do certain things in certain orders, it gets harder. Um, probably regardless of who you are. So the fun of that hunt to me is like trying all the different, okay, this normal play style, it ain't working. Okay, let me go in there with part breaker. Okay, let me go in there with, you know, bombardier yeah. and try that out. Okay, let me go in there with tool specialist five and see if maybe the mantles are going to help me be more aggressive. Okay, I am able to be more aggressive. Let's just tack on the, the attack and agitator. No, let's let's try divine blessing five and be a little bit get a little bit out of my comfort zone. No, let's try evasion and evade window. Like that's the point, and that's the beauty of that hunt is to leave yourself open to different styles and different configs, and eventually, matched with the amount of times you're going to die, your skill level of that monster will go up, and it will all come together in an epic gaming moment you'll never forget, which is when you take that thing down. It's one of the greatest feelings I've ever had in a game. I think it's only maybe rivaled by the the desperational success i felt when i beat sekido like that was <laughs> it, it just feels like a wall that you can't get over yeah um, but when you get over it like oh my gosh that is saint, so good but saint uh, like, seven, seven swords ishin or was it the other one 
Uh, the what the lightning old man in the in the field. In the field, okay, yeah, that's seven. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I could take down him in the the pagoda or whatever. I don't think I. Could it's it's it, funny. But, I think um, we talked about this before. I had more trouble with the demon of hatred, and you th- you were fine with the demon of hatred. And then when I got the, that's because I, I was like, cheesed that, that the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I know all the clipping issues. Like I'll take yeah. advantage of that stuff. I'm not afraid to do that. But um, um, but in, um, in, in regards so, so, to the f- like, I was just like, guys, like, why are you one locking him out of? Like guilting him out of using yeah. a skill that I would I would wager money almost that probably well over fifty percent of people who have soloed Fatalis used that skill specifically because it allows you to be more aggressive. Fifty percent sounds way. a little bit high, but there is potential for that happening. It's I just mean, the game sets it up for you, right? Like in me- HR seven, they unlock Gold of Rathian. They're basically setting it up, saying, "Here's some tools to help you be more aggressive against these guys that." there's a timer for if you need it please use it to me it's it's more about what type of a message does that actually send to the community i'm not talking about hey jay i'm talking about you know the people sending this out it's like okay okay so so you don't you don't like to see somebody use divine blessing five very well do you use evade window do you use evade extender do you use literally any defensive skill guard guard up yeah mantles wait do you tempore mantle temporal mantle What? Oh, why don't you learn? Why don't you learn the monster? You know, instead of putting on your mantle, use airborne like, mantle to use... get two tier four decos. Excuse me, come on. Wait, you use skills? You use decorations? Like, wait, do you use, do you use divine blessing on on your rock steady mantle? Which, like, I think eighty percent of the of the monster hunter population. Do you use yeah, two divine blessing decos on your rock steady mantle? Excuse exactly, me. It's, it is a horrific message. And also yeah. remember he's blazing through this. So he does not he did not play world when it came out. So like he doesn't have a huge mass of decorations either. So he did he should be and yeah, it's a general message. You should be allowed to use anything the game gives you at your disposal. Like, let- and for someone to have an ego trip and try to shame someone because they were using a skill that they personally consider a little too good, I guess, I don't know. Let- um is just absolutely ridiculous. Let me, let me just let me just tell you guys uh, t- two things here. Number one, during Monster Hunter World Iceborne, I've used Divine Blessing Five whenever I could fit it in my sets. As a Gunlance oh, yeah. main, every time I could fit it in, boom, there it goes. If I couldn't fit it in, then I wouldn't put it. But if I could, I definitely would put it because I can just sit in there and keep shelling, and I don't care. And if it hits me, I most likely won't die. Another thing. I every time that I could, I would also try getting like you know how sometimes I think it was random in world you could get like the divine the feline defender high, or whatever. Yeah. Every time I could get that, you bet your ass I'd get that literally every time. Which for those of you that do not know, feline defender high essentially the same thing as divine blessing, but to a lesser extent, right? A little bit less powerful yeah, than divine blessing. And then you got like insurance, and then yeah. you got feline. Um, was it safeguard or whatever? And, and on top of it, like if I didn't feel, you know, usually if I was playing long shelling, if I would put like one point into defense, because that would also give you a little bit of divine blessing as well. Like I, I would use all the divine blessings that I possibly could in a build because like, I don't care. On top of it, in Monster Hunter Rise, there's a skill, Dango Defender. Ever since I realized that that skill was there, that's pretty much a staple on most of my meals as well. So I'll use that. And to end, you guys want to know how I first killed Fatalis? So the f- way that I first killed Fatalis was... It was the first, long sword. No, no, no. First, no, no. first time, <laughs> great sword. 
and I, and I mean like for my first life because I take fortify. So for the first life, great sword. I go in there, I plant the barrels on the exact spot that Fatalis is going to charge through. I think I probably have yeah. Bombardier. On top of that, I have heavy artillery on that greatsword set because I unload all of the cannons on him. And then when he falls down, I go down there, get a true charge slash, and then I won't even uh -huh. heal. I will smack him until he'll kill me. And then after he kills me, I go and I get a heavy bow gun. Okay? I get a heavy bow gun and I, I play clutch cannon until he kills me the second time. Once again, I do not heal. I'll play clutch cannon until he kills me the second time and then on the third attempt i'll go in with a sword and shield and even after Super all fortified. that after all that no no listen after all that i finished that hunt i think with like 10 seconds to spare or something like oh that and gosh. at the end i was just spamming <laughs> i was just, just like just die just die <laughs> like attacking with anything that i had and it felt great. I feel fantastic about that kill. I'll tell you that right now. I do not care. Kill the monster by literally any means necessary. It is what That's it is. That's what being a hunter is. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And this like, was before I unlocked like, okay, any like gear out of him. Like, yeah, like maybe if there was like an exploit or like a bug that allowed yeah. you to like half his health or something. And if you use that, then yeah, I could see being like, well, that doesn't really feel like you beat him because you didn't take on the same challenge as everybody else. But using any, like, get out of here, seriously. Like, and those and even people, and even I don't like know if they were just trolling or joking, but like that's just bad trolling. That's just stupid. And and there's like, also this thing. Message. There's also this thing where, uh, you know, I, we talked about how I do the thing where I want to go in and I want to kill a monster by myself first, unless that monster is killed for four people. That's a personal thing. I don't put that on anybody else. Like, if you want to go oh, yeah. in your first attempt, you go in with four hunters, you should do that, and you should play the game the way that you have fun, or go with two hunters, three well, the hunters. Fact that he's the fact that he's playing he's, he's soloing it, right? Because yeah. The thing is, like, I mean, most people don't solo a lot of these things. They do yeah. it online, and that's fine as well. There, it's a hard challenge, and Although it scales. I, but I, w I will say, I think that the whole thing about most people don't solo, I think that's more of a Japan thing. I think in the West, most people try to solo, and I think that is a bit... Uh, I, I know that for me, it's a bit of that Dark Souls mentality, and I think that a lot of people have that as well, where they're like, no, 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 no. The first time I have to beat it solo, because Dark Souls, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but again, it's like... See, I'm, I, I actually, I'll actually do the opposite. I mean, I have soloed everything but i do not mind teaming up with another person for my yeah. first time through and then i will eventually go back and say okay now i want to get the solo just so, for the for the self-accomplishment you know and know that i can do it and it doesn't i mean it just it, again it doesn't i think matter. maybe the people in the chat were just it's it's an old troll or something or they're yeah. just they thought it was a funny joke and it went too far but i i got tri tripped up on it i was like this is just ridiculous so i i went on a tweet storm and uh well, while Jay was away on vacation, I think it was hilarious. He must have came back really. Wait, what's going on here? What, what is and Gaijin like, doing? Well, Gaijin, stop! <laughs> Gaijin, no more tweets. Well, can you imagine the poor guy? Can you imagine he doesn't use Divine Blessing Five, which again I think is stupid to lock yourself out of playstyles. Um, and then he does it, and then he says, "Okay, I beat Fatalis without using Divine Blessing Five. It now looks like he is 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 claiming. Yeah, exactly. You know, that you should. Well, if you didn't use it, they, I and mean, that's certainly not his attention. And he's yeah, like, "Yeah, I can see where that not. could be taken the wrong way." So, but I hope the good thing is, is ninety nine point nine percent of everybody who responded to anything I posted, 
I, I mean, I guess there's a certain degree of echo chamber, but trust me, there's there's a good degree of not because there's a lot of people who follow me who don't agree with my takes. Yeah. Um, like a lot, which is great. Um, we don't even agree all the time. Everyone I think agrees. I think it's oh, important no. that yeah. you and I don't even agree on a lot of things all the time. It's just, it's just it's one of those things that you don't Everyone need seems to, to go to war. You don't need to go to war with something because you don't agree on something. But yeah. Yeah, but I would say most people agreed. Like, yeah, that's it's kind of ridiculous. Anybody trying to shame somebody out of using a skill or something, it's it sounds like hurt ego or something. I don't know. It's like, no. yeah. Do- I, I was just gonna say, I think the the core takeaway from this is like, look, use whatever skills you want, use whatever weapons exactly. you want, unless you're like doing a competition where you're supposed to limit yourself somehow, and it's like upon yeah. the rules of this competition, we have decided that these skills are invalid or you're not supposed to use a palico or whatever, unless you're doing something like that, specifically a challenge run, like no kill is going to be invalidated unless you use yeah, long sword. Then I'm those... going to invalidate everything because you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm joking. This is, this is one of those. Th- yeah. This is one of those scenes where this is one of the hills I would die on. Like I, I have no problem making this that strong of a defense and stand because this is just like common sense. Like, come on people. Yeah. So hopefully he's figured that out. I I don't know. I haven't caught up. Um, I know he's been doing Dark Souls, which has been really fun to to watch. He's doing a Dark Souls journey as well. But uh, hopefully that's all just, uh, you know, under the rug now. But hopefully people got a good message out of this, which was if they've ever run into people like that, you can ignore them. Like that type of feedback and comments is literally not worth your time. It's just ignore them. Thank you for bringing I, that up. I, I forgot I, to, to mention. I'm pretty sure that really even on to. even on my arch tempered build, I don't remember if I had it or not. But on arch tempered uh, Karen build, my rubber boots build, I probably put divine blessing three in there as well. <laughs> like all the defensive skills, all of them. <laughs> I'll just put this out there, like for people who are curious, because I know it. Like again, player disposition and just strengths and weaknesses of each individual player is a real thing in Monster Hunter. Like, some people find Alatrion much easier than Fatalis. Some people find Fatalis much easier. Like, there's all the kind of stuff. But, like, for me personally, and I think a good chunk of people, I think AT Valkana is probably the hardest hunt because that damn time, that timer is very brutal. What's, what's the timer? Like, I, for, I forgot. It's been so long. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I, think, is, I think I did time really out brutal. on my first couple of attempts. On my first couple of attempts, yeah. But I didn't. I, I do remember I, I ended up beating her with slap lance, which I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> beat her down with the like slap said, lance. <laughs> weapons that let you stay in close or getting close are, are really good for that hunt. But yeah. if you're not using a weapon that's like that, or if you have a very hard time staying very close, oh man, like uh, that could be a very brutal hunt. So like, I like if he were to try it and say, you know what, I'm not gonna solo, but I am gonna beat her. I wouldn't think anything less because. Yeah. That, like, even Yuna, who is crazy good at Monster Hunter, she may be able to do it now. I don't know. But she tried to solo that hunt, and she couldn't do it. She came very close. Um, but even she couldn't do it. And she's, she's you know, she could solo Elatrion and Fatalis. So it's just disposition, again. There's although, certain attacks and strategies that she just doesn't uh, get into that, although, that do not help her in that hunt. I will also say that uh, I remember... Um, I farmed that so that I could get the 
because you get that set that also comes with a frost. What's it called? The the frost thing that she has where it increases your damage. Yeah. I, I forget the name. Uh, so I farmed her for that, and then I remember I was trying to help out a couple of people, and I actually found her harder in multiplayer than solo. Because <laughs> like, cause like she she'd have a couple of attacks, just like delete these two players, and I was like, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like whoosh, two carts <laughs> it's a fun it's a fun hunt though i do like it but yeah. i think it is i think it is considered by many to be the final hunt of the game um because even with fatalis armor like that year it's not gonna be very easy it's still yeah. gonna test you pretty hard but so anyways speaking of speaking of yuna how's the gu journey have been so far oh it's been great i mean this whole month has been summer break so again outside of work um like she's home all day. She's not going out and playing with other kids because I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, that, yeah. And she's also not that social anyways. Although she does uh, sometimes play with friends and says, okay, I, I should stop brushing them off. Cause I just want to come home and play monster hunter. She's like, I should probably like, they'd say, let's play. I should probably go out just to keep up the friendship. So they don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> friendship, um, friendship like, maintenance. <laughs> I know exactly. Right. Don't, it, I don't want them to get the wrong idea. Cause it's not them. It's, I just, I want to come home and play Monster Hunter is basically what she tells me, which is just makes me smile so hard. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, but our journey has been great, going great. Like we, we now have three flavors of Monster Hunter to, to randomly jump into each day. So our GU journey has been going really good. Um, we've gotten through, you know, she, we blasted her through uh, low rank village. She's, she's got the high rank village to do on a rainy day. Uh, but she, the most important thing is that she unlocked transmogging, which she really wanted, and you have to do at least a low rank village to to do that. Um, we got through Atal Ka, which she absolutely adored. Um, we've been pretty much just going through all the monsters now that she hasn't faced in G rank, mm-hmm. and and facing them, and we've been having a little bit of fun making some armor. So this is really fun because I never got to do this in any of my playthroughs of that game, which is like six playthroughs. I never made the Nephilim set. I think it's called Nephilim in English as well, but that's the chaotic Gormagala set. I don't um, think so, it's called Nephilim set, but I'm not yeah, sure. Ja- J- Japanese is called Nephilim. I haven't really... Is, I, haven't really uh, I really like the naming of that. It's so... You you want to know, know what a Nephilim Twilight. is? The, the first time that I've yeah, ever heard a, the word Nephilim? When was the first time? It was in... I don't know if it was Diablo 2 or Diablo 3... But basically, the Nephilim is the offspring between an angel and a demon, and that is the player characters of Diablo. <laughs> yeah, I think in traditional mythology, I think it's the offspring of an angel and a human as well is considered okay. a Nephilim. Um, but basically, it's it's kind of funny. The whole concept of like half of it's like angelic and like Shigaru, and half of yeah. it's like brutally different like Gormagala and it's it's fighting itself it's like the fallen angel like it's so middle school I love it it's uh, <laughs> you know um, but we did a bunch of chaotic Magala runs um, and we made our full, our full sets which look awesome uh, we, we already finished our full gamut sets before for our visual stuff yeah so we've just been having a lot of fun I think we, we ha- we're trying to go through and max out the Nephilim armor, but each piece requires that special scale from Hyper Gormagala and G rank. Um, and she's having a really hard time with that monster. She's just like he he's really fast, 
Um, she finds it much easier to use Adept against him than Valor, but she has been using Valor now as her main style, of Valor Longsword. Longsword? Very... <laughs> Oh, don't um, worry. I got I got some special for all longsword users coming up. They're going to love it. I've been using Prowler and Valor Longsword. Those have been my two flavors. Prowler because it's just my fallback. Um, and Valor Longsword because I never got into it. And I really enjoy it. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's very fun. And we got our Rust Razor Longswords and everything. So I think the next journey we're going to do in that game. Like, oh my gosh. We, we, we went up against Silver Rathalos. Yeah, she, she's like, it's, I, it's the one that I she hated. Hate I think this monster. I think we talked about that in the last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so she still hasn't done. She hasn't done Goldrathian, and I feel really bad because she really loves those two hunts in Iceborne. Like those monsters are really fun for her. Dude, when she does hyper, um, it's going to be so good. <laughs> I, I, she knows all about it. She knows all about it, and I will tease her. I'll look. It's like, hey, you see what's on my screen? This is trauma, right here. <laughs> this quest. It's they're not only are they super powered, when he breathes and he gets that little flash, you're dead. And the AI has it so that they're always in the same area together. They're always chasing each other. I'm just like, that is a tough, frustrating hunt. Oh, so yeah. she did not like silver at all. And I don't I think she's like, Maybe someday I'll face and kill it, but she's like, I don't that's that wasn't fun for me at all. She maybe silver happy. maybe silver didn't like her either. There you go. <laughs> but um you know, like we've done all the Evil Joe, Savage Joe. She loves a Cantor, and Okanlos were really fun. So we've we pretty much ironed it out. I think now it's just playing for for leisure and fun. Yeah, I do find it really funny that um, she was like, "Are people still playing this game?" I'm like, "Uh huh." Remember, we're region locked. Like that Monster Hunter Double Cross and Generations Ultimate, they cannot play together. So I can't even ask my community to join and help us. So we're doing all the G rank hunts as two people instead of a team of four, which it's scaled for. It's still not that bad on soloing it as much harder. Like most of our hunts are over in about nine to eleven minutes, I think, uh, for G rank, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like hypers have like double the health. There, it's like eighteen thousand HP or something. So like, the hyper hunts are kind of a pain in the butt if you're only one or two people. It would be nice to be three or four. But I told her, I was like, certain rooms people still play. So I was like, watch this. So when we did our Rust, uh, Rust Razor um, grind for the longsword. Yeah. I just put on an online room with four and I put in there, you know, we're farming for shells from the G4 quest. Immediately, room filled up. Every yeah. single time. And then I said, watch this. And I changed to a Prowler. Nobody came. Not it's, one person. It's still, it's still, I, like, I said, they still have cat allergies. People have cat allergies. They do. Exactly. But, um, it's, it's not as bad as, like the in the West, it's much better than it is in Japan, believe it or not. But there is, I remember back when I was playing it in Japan, there would be nice people, and I was the same. We would create rooms and say, like, you know, doing this monster, and then we would add in a comment to the room name saying, Cat's okay. You know, we don't mind cats because it was so hard to, like, if you joined in a room, you generally got kicked. And it was just like, that's because of Capcom's marketing. It was wrong. Yeah. They, they said, 
if you're not good at action games, there is the Prowler. And <laughs> there is a certain threshold of knowledge that the game does not teach you about the Prowler that if you don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I, like I told like, you, I watched your video like 10 times before I, while I was trying to min-max my Prowler. And not, actually, not even my Prowler. I was trying to mix my, min-max my Palicos. And I just, I'd mm-hmm. have to, and I still don't know exactly what you say in your video because it's crazy looking at those sheets with the skills. And I was like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> It's just like but, I'm just getting. Uh, no, we're this is a really approximately. Time, this is approximately what I want. I'll keep this one. This one sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So GU has been very fun for us. Uh, we do go back and we play uh, Rise, and we we've been meaning to go and do some more stories too. It's just again, there's just not enough time in the day. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really touched stories too uh, since the update. No, actually, no, I did play a little bit more, but it was just like farming a couple of monsters here and there to upgrade weapons and whatnot because like my roster is still pretty much the same i'm, I'm thinking i might add bolt reaver because bolt reaver is so powerful god that bolt reaver yeah but i thought i was gonna that, get really heavy into like some of the pvp this time but i think i will we'll do some more hunts against each other um and yeah. i know yuna wants to face off against you and that'll be really good fun but i don't think uh I found myself. You less don't want to engage in the in the, in, in the meta. Yeah, I'm not really. It's it's cool that they have it. It's, it reminds me of the first game. It's cool that it's there, but it's not like that's not the meat of the game. So, I'm I'm going to continue playing it. And there's some stuff I want to do. I want to make sure I want to clear every subquest. You know, like, and I'm almost yeah. there. And I want to do all the monsters, but like, I think most of my journey in that game is done for the most part. And man, have I had a good time. That is it. What a gem of a game. Absolutely. It's like. And, to see it selling makes me so happy. It's like when I when I first got into Pokemon because like I and when I say get into I don't mean like oh man I got like super into it. I was like when I was trying to get into Pokemon this is what I wanted and this is not what I got at all. <laughs> mm. But you know for the people so. that like Pokemon it's fine. I'm not going to tease you guys anymore, but I do think Did you that see you should, the trailer? Should at least though, check it out. The Pokemon you, the new Arceus one? or whatever. No. But, but it you looked, know, it looks, listen, it looks you know like a what carbon I did copy see? of like Monster Hunter Rise. You know what I did it's see? Unbelievable. I saw an article somewhere that said it's the Dark Souls of Pokemon game. It didn't say exactly oh, it didn't say exactly God. that but it said like this this Pokemon game is more like Dark Souls than you think and I was like no oh <laughs> I th- I think uh, it was uh, Skillup who's uh, another YouTuber he's really big YouTuber he does like game reviews and whatnot and he's like game has a death mechanic it's like Dark Souls <laughs> Dark Souls <laughs> <laughs> You no, can die it's just like Dark Souls <laughs> For that game, they're using an aesthetic that is not nearly as beautiful, but um, very similar in vibe to Stories Two, to the point that, like, it's you see them running around like on a horse Pokemon, and it looks like you're like, okay, is that just like one of those like mock off games you see in the App Store where they like copied oh. the game? Like, it it's got incredibly heavy vibes of Stories Two, and then they got stuff where. The Pokemon have like um, red eyes and they're more powerful. It's like the ray raised monsters. It's like identical. Oh no! Um, then they've got um, oh, and it's Japanese themed, so the villages all feel like Kamura. They all look they use blue and very Japanese stuff. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but you know what? If 
if it's a happy accident, great. Maybe that explains why we don't have collaborations between the two games because they don't want to look like they're copying each other. But if you're if they are going to take or run with a vibe, they're using a good game as a base. So like they there's better, nothing wrong with that. They better deliver though, because if they don't deliver and if like it's if it's not an excellent game after doing all of that, then it's 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 egg in the yeah. face. It's just like straight up egg oh, in the else. face. Then they had a part where you had a battle, but and then the Pokemon says like whatever style and it pops up with Japanese calligraphy. And it looks like it's doing like the double cross, like striker style. Oh no! And like you could, <laughs> and they had mounts where they're showing like you can ride, you can jump on water, you can do, you can. I mean, that, ride you on could you could do that. You that's, can do that in previous Pokemon game. games, though. That you could do that in previous Pokemon games. But watch the trailer, the recent trailer for the game, with the idea, like out. the lens of, with the lens of, okay, is this kind of like Monster Hunter? And it's just funny, dude. That but, sounds uh, like I won't a- discredit the game. That sounds like a reaction video ready, waiting to happen on my second channel. <laughs> you should do that. Yeah, you should. But the thing is, is like that's a. I would generally think that's a good thing, right? Because Pokemon doesn't evolve that much. Yeah, in each if, of its if iterations. It's, so if, if it's they're evolving, doing some substantial changes, yeah, that's good. That is a very good because, like I said, I mean, you play like pretty much since X and Y, which was the first one that I played on the 3DS. Pretty much since that one. It's like the formula hasn't really changed. It's the same thing. Like sometimes the graphics are a little bit prettier, but very little. But from a gameplay standpoint, it's the yeah. same thing. So yeah. please do a reaction video on it. I would love to see it. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. I'll do that. <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, besides that. Well, I'll put this out here now. Go for it. Just I'll get it out of the way because it's so niche. Um, but another reason why I have not had time to play everything that I've been wanting to play is because we'll get into some of the stuff later, but the other games I've been playing, but this one is so niche, I'll just get out of the way now. Um, but there's a new mobile game that they announced over oh, like no. a year and a half ago here in Japan. I'm leaving, Gaijin. Toho. No. I know. No, okay. If, it's if, not what if, you it's, think. if it's Toho, okay, fine, because I know that you have a yeah, thing so for Toho. I'll allow it. It's, it's <laughs> Toho Danmaku Kagura, I think. And it's, you know, like those music games where it looks like Guitar Hero, you got like the notes coming down, you slide yeah. your fingers, you tap. Um, thank God the game right now doesn't have those weird ones where you have to swipe in certain directions. I hate those types of mechanics. But there's a Toho music game that's been, it's, it's a fan-made one. It's not like official whatever. Um, but like pretty much all the circles, all the fan groups that make all the, the, the sound, you know, the sound... Toho is a big scene, right? When it comes to music yeah. and arrangements and stuff like that, so the, it's like a total Wait, fan. Is this the game is this the fans. one? Is this the one where Yuna is just like God tier at? We talked oh my about God, this. I I have I have a oh did I? There's a clip <laughs> I have of her from yesterday. She I think she needs to be put down before Whoa. she becomes too powerful. <laughs> She's going to take over this world. I told her I was like, your power grows too strong, my child. Um, she's got she's I, got those it's, reflexes. It's, it Dude, scares I, me. I wish she's I was now gaming. playing stages on lunatic mode, and she's clearing them. And I'm like, "You are insane." I wish I had those, you know, that level of practice when I was younger, because that would have come so much in handy for to, for nowadays. Because oh, yeah. yeah, my reflexes so are been, not as honed in as they should be. Yeah, this is uh, why I use divine blessing five. <laughs> <laughs> so last night we spent we spent two hours of her training me, where I was she was just watching me do a stage. She's like, "We need you to clear another extra difficulty stage with a full combo, a perfect." 
she's like, let's let's pick one that you can do. And so she was helping me pick a stage, and she was coaching me like hardcore. And she was yelling at me. She was like, no, you're doing this wrong, or stop doing that, or release it earlier, and stuff like that. And so she's trying to help me get closer to the perfect run. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I went from 22 misses out of, like, I want to say 1,100 notes um, down to three misses. So I'm very close. I wasn't able Damn. to do it last night because fatigue fatigue set in, and I'm like, you know what, my age is just not. You're, you're an old up. you're an old man. I am. So um, and she, you could tweak the speed settings on that game of how fast the notes come, and she's like, if you're feeling burnt out, just pump up the speed. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Make it go and faster. So she pumps, yeah. So like on a scale of one to twelve, she's playing at like ten point five tempo. It's ridiculous. It's uh. It, yeah, Damn. but I I looked at the battery on the iPad and I'm like, I've played this game over 50 hours in the last 10 days. So if that doesn't tell you like that's also eating a substantial amount of my time. 50 hours over but, the last 10 days. Yeah. It's, God damn it's really it. Good game. God damn it. The thing is, is like it's not just you don't have to buy Toho special and that I think I may have mentioned this that they don't fans are allowed to create their own remixes and arrangements of songs. The creator lets everybody just do whatever they want. And that's why it's thrived for so long. I think it is the longest running indie franchise in the world. Um, but because of that, they're not charging for the songs at all. Um, in fact, they're not even being that strict on the gotchas, like the spinning stuff. It's not that bad at all. What they're trying to do is like a battle pass strategy, which is like there's three tiers that you can subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just get a bunch of rewards as you play through the month. And it's very loose. Like we had 30 days of rewards and it's does not it like have, each day. We were done it, in like 12 days, two of us. We got yeah, all the rewards. But it's like, is it FOMO? So like, does it go away after a while, that pass? So well, like, the pass is good for one month. Yeah. So, you know, you buy it for that month and then at the end of the month, the pass goes away. No, 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 no. It continues for 30 days or whatever. It's it's like a 30-day pass or whatever. Yeah, but after those 30 days, it goes away. Like, say you you haven't completed all the objectives. You'd miss out. Well, actually, they do have a mechanic that if you, for some reason, were not able to complete all the objectives, you can use some of the in-game currency to just, like, brute force and, 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 and blow through it. Like, you, hmm. could, you could just spend a little money or spend your in-game resources to just blow through a few days automatically um I don't just know, to cause... catch up but these it was like half tier it's like if you just play the game for maybe a third of the month you'll probably get all the rewards like it's it, not it's, like, it's not very strict the thing is i don't i don't really do uh battle passes uh very much specifically because of the fomo which is like you feel like you got to you got to play to justify the expenditure of the of the battle pass and that is one thing that actually turns me off games like, um, for instance, Dauntless is, you know, you know what Dauntless is, right? Because it's yeah. that other game that kind of like borrows heavily from Monster Hunter. Yeah. I played, I, I used to play a lot of uh, a lot of Dauntless for a while. As a matter of fact, I even took a sponsorship for them because I only take sponsorships from stuff that I actually care about, right? So I even took a sponsorship from them and I was getting really into the game. And then at one point, I remember that it's like, I bought a battle pass and the battle pass wanted me to do a certain amount of things. And I'm like, I actually don't feel like doing these things. I just don't feel oh, like okay. doing them, right? It's like, for instance, oh, you got to go fight this specific monster. It's almost like, hey, here's a battle oh, pass for Monster Hunter. objectives? Yeah, yeah. So they would, they would be tied to objectives. So so it's like, it would be something like, oh, you have to go hunt like a Rathalos or, uh, you know, a tempered Lunastra or something like that, right? Yeah. 
it would have a couple of objectives like that or hunt a lightning behemoth or hunt this and it, and the problem was the battle pass did not line up with my objective so like i'd want to work on an earth type weapon yeah. and it would send me after lightning behemoths and i'm See, like I, that sounds like a the really exact bad idea opposite of what i want to do so Eventually, what ended up happening, I burned out atrociously bad on Dauntless, and I haven't touched it since. And it, it was specifically because of the battle pass. It was like that sounds like a really bad idea. Like for this game, they don't care. There's no objectives to what you do. You get you point, just play. like in game. You get points for doing anything in the game, whether yeah. it's doing the story parts, building. There's like a building thing where you can enjoy some story parts. You can play stages. It doesn't matter what difficulty. You could just you know it doesn't matter as long as you're playing I, the I just game. Think it goes that, up. I just think that there's a, such a better way of doing battle passes that would probably even get way more money from me because then I would probably be like, you know what, this is not so bad. Which I think, I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that, but I think it's what they're doing with Halo, which is like the Halo Infinite. I think that the battle passes on there are going to be like, you buy a battle pass. And if you don't finish it, it doesn't matter. It stays there forever. You can go back and work on it whenever you want. Yeah, it's like a and season like, thing, right? Yeah, so so you just like, you buy it, whatever, you keep it forever, and then you can go back That's and you can great. do it. At, and it's like, that is what battle passes should be for me. It's like, here's the yeah. battle pass. It stays with you forever. If you don't do it now, I can go back and do it later. That, to me, is a much better way of doing yeah. it than the way that, you know, most companies do their battle pass, which is check full of FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Oh. It's like, I like, don't, like like I don't know. I don't know how they're going to continue because they just started operating this game. But one of the other things I thought they did good was it is still a character game. So there's the gotcha mechanic is very strong. Like you want to get, Oh that God, if there's that a battle pass and gotcha Gaijin stop. Well, the thing is, is the, the funny thing is, is that the battle pass, not even halfway through the gold pass, you just get flat out a ticket that will let you get the pickup uh, character for the gotcha. It'll just give it to you. It's it's like a free pass. Say okay, rarest one in whatever that going on. Once a month, you get like one or two of those, and it's like so. They're they're obviously not trying to push people to spend money on the gotchas as much as it is just buy the battle pass and you'll be able to spend the gotcha so many times. And you're guaranteed that month to get one character that you really wanted. Like you'll get it. Like don't worry about it. Curiously yeah. enough, the the only gotcha game that I remember playing in recent memory, which was Genshin Impact, my biggest problem in the ga- with the game wasn't even the gotcha. The problem that I had with the game was that the traversal was so goddamn slow, it was so tediously boring for me to traverse the map that I was like, I quit. This take, like having to sit around for like five seconds watching my stamina go back up is like, no, I quit. Sorry, it's too much. Yeah. But I mean, at least at the core of this game, the good thing is, is a lot of mobile games will devolve into you're using skip tickets to just grind. Yeah. Um, this one has skip tickets, but you don't want to use it. The gameplay is fun. It's just a really fun music game, and they've got an unlimited amount of music they can probably pull in and update the same with. So I'm as a Toho fan, it's really good. Um, Let me just it's, tell... It's the, Go ahead. It's the most friendly um, so far. It's It seems to be the most friendly for people who don't want to spend money. But it's Japan only, and it's Toho, and it's lots of story elements. And so, if you don't speak Japanese, I, th- I think it would be pretty hard. And let me just say right now, I'm not responsible if anyone downloads that game and throws their life away into a gotcha game. I will not take that responsibility. At zero responsibility, I do not recommend I will say, gotchas. I will, or- I will say one thing that's been, as a father, has been a little funny. 
slash difficult is. I mean, Yuna's 12 now, right? So she's she's not naive to the world. She knows that certain type of art exists in the world. She's she's watched violent pieces of media. It doesn't mean that I would openly consume it or, or show it around her anyways, but it's just kind of funny that the artwork for this one, um, while mostly tasteful, they are featuring some art from from artists that are really pushing it. And so it's kind of like the lewdness. Palm sometimes when some of the lewdness is just like the booba. Like, I can't believe they did that. <laughs> and um, it's funny because like they'll they'll tweet out like, "Hey, this 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 month's uh, you know character card was drawn by this person." And usually I would go and I would follow that person right on Twitter. You can't. But so far, every single artist, I I click on their thing and I see their media, and there's like full on nudity all over the you place. Just, and, and you just really see almost, like. In their in their Twitter bio, you go and you see just like NSFW, nope. and you're like, "Whoops, nope, can't follow that." <laughs> or in Japan, it would be R18 or, or whatever. It's just yeah. like, yeah, can't uh, follow that. So it's like, I'm they can't see this, but like this is a general art style. I really like it, like for my, the characters I use. Um, you know, and there's some like like Yuna likes this one. It's very cool. Those but, are those are it. like the the stuff that I'm looking at on Gaijin's screen right now, guys. It's actually decently animated. Oh 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 wow! <laughs> she looks very young. <laughs> I yeah. There's a, there's is a few she, things in here wait, that I'm I'm not she, a personal fan of. Is she a dragon guy? <laughs> she, she's, she's not. Is she a thousand year old dragon? Okay. Well, technically, everybody in the universe is and a dragon. I mean, the good thing about Toho. The thing of oh no, they're all like yo, they're not human, so they're okay, you know. They, <laughs> but she's actually a kappa of all things. But it's she's a demon. I will say the official like Zoom, the creator doesn't make these types of um, lewd stuff, and but yeah. a lot of the fans make some really borderline. I like wow, you have some like pedo tendencies or something like that's yeah. kind of wrong, um, which I'm not a fan of, but. Luckily, we were able to just have a good laugh at some of these. Like, we're at an age now where I feel like, I mean, it's not showing nipples or anything, but it's yeah. quite, some of the art is lewd, and then we'll just kind of like, oh, you know, like it's a funny groan. Um, but most of the art in the game is really good. But it's it just leads to a very weird situation as a father to a daughter when we're playing, and we get a card, and it's just like girls ass in your face or big titties, and you're just like, <laughs> oh. oh, no. But she's old enough to understand that's what people do, and... Uh, you know, we don't I mean, shy away from there's, um, this house. There, there's a lot of uh, horny people in Japan, man. It is what it is. <laughs> that it is stuff sells. But um, let, let me let me pull us let me yank us back. Yeah, into, pull us back in, into Monster Hunter Land. And yes, um, please do, sir. This week, I dove back into Monster Hunter Rise. I actually streamed a, a bit of Monster yeah. Hunter Rise because. Uh, one of the good things about taking a bit of a break from Rise is that, you know, the events start stacking up and then it's like, okay, so now I have a couple of events to go through. So I went yeah. through all of the events. I, I actually still haven't done the Kushala the Aura event because... Oh, I've, I thought you were going to do that. I, I wanted to. The problem is that the I finished streaming a little bit late, then I went to have dinner, then I came back and I was like, okay, I got to prepare for the podcast, but I also have to do all of these things in Final Fantasy fourteen that I want to do, so I just played Final Fantasy fourteen. But uh, I've, you've also told me that like the Kushala the Aura quest is not that hard, right? It's just a. I, I I I was a little disappointed in the fact that I was hoping that they would just like just make it like super Kushala, like make it really hard. Yeah. 
but I didn't, we didn't find it to be that. I don't know. It's because we've been, we our our sets are maxed out or whatnot, but it could have yeah. been harder. Um, but I do believe it might actually be a gold crown guarantee. I don't know okay. because we already had a gold crown going into it, but so I saw a lot of comments, people saying, Hey, well, at least it's a guaranteed crown. And if that's I, the I case, think, then great. Like that, that's, that's a good thing. I think the apex quest gets that as well. But, um, I went yeah. back and I did like all of the events that I had, uh, it was mostly titles and stickers, the rewards. There's one yeah, yeah. that you can, yeah. <laughs> There's one that you can get like uh, shades, I think. Uh, yeah. But I, that that emote, not, now that you remind me of that emote, I was just like, oh my God. When I saw my hunter do that emote, I was like, oh, this this, <laughs> this seems, this, it looks like this emote is more for like female characters than necessarily my what, hunter. What, like, what voice are you using for your character? Uh, I don't know the gruff one, the Japanese gruff one. Okay, because I but, but I he, did he a made, video on YouTube where it, I showed I. Sh- they make him a little bit cutesy with it. I think if I remember correctly, they make him like yeah. So I was yeah, like, like, oh, the, like like Fugen has a really funny one where he's like yeah 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 yeah. You know, in Japanese, <laughs> it's really funny. And Utsushi, I mean, I I still haven't played Rise in English, but I I've never been a fan of the direction that they took Utsushi's voice. In English, in Japanese, he is so over the top and flamboyant and just... It seems like like that'd be perfect. He he has a line that is basically lifted from a maid cafe when he does that. And he goes, Gojusu-sama! I I just muffled that, sorry. But but yeah, he he screams and howls and does all these hilarious things in Japanese. (laughs) I don't know what he does in English, but uh, he's, he's always fun. So, but, but I uh, went, um, I went through and I did all of the events and there was one event, one event specifically that I was like, huh, this one was actually a little bit uh, more challenging, which was the Apex Zenogre and, uh, Mizu, um, uh, Apex, Apex Mizutsune. So I'm doing that event. And the first time I go in there with my full offensive gunland set, and I get my ass kicked. Yeah, they and I was hit like, pretty hard. Oh. They hit pretty hard. So I went back to going with that. Do you remember that set that I made that I think I played with you guys? The the one with the two the you know, the pieces from um crap. All mother not all mother. Ibushinara, yeah. Ibushinara the Ibushinara was set. Sense, yeah. So I, I did that for my gunlance and I was able to beat it. I think I carded like once. Because I was I was able to beat it, and because it was late that day, I was like, okay, I'm pretty happy with this. But then the next day, I was like, no, I'm actually not happy with this at all. <laughs> I went back in there, and I spent a couple of hours doing that quest because I specifically wanted to beat it with Gunlance, and I wanted to beat mm. it in a way that it felt good. Like right, It's like you cart, and it's like, it doesn't feel good. You know, I got to go back and do it again. So I spent quite a few hours doing that, and you know, I got to a point where I was getting pretty frustrated, and uh, you know, my chat was making fun of me and stuff, and I was like, oh, you guys want to make fun of something? Okay. I'll show you guys something to make fun of. I equipped the longsword set. <laughs> I equipped, yeah, the Camellios long. I haven't changed my longsword set, so it's like my default longsword build. I don't know what exactly the pieces are, but it's like you get a ton of crit, ton of crit boost, just like all the usual stuff that you put on a greatsword, right? What did you do? And I went in time? there, and I went in there, and like I played terribly. A tr- like every sing- <laughs> every single attack that could hit me, it hit me in all ways you can possibly imagine. But guess what? I beat them without carding once. 
And it was, I felt it was easy. Despite the fact that I got hit left, right, and center, I felt it was super easy. Because the difference is, I was actually playing a weapon that dealt damage. Because longsword deals damage. <laughs> like, that, that was it. I'm not joking. Like, if... Because we we've been discussing, and I think like if you if you hear like Chaos Slayer's rants on Twitter, you'll notice that like he's constantly complaining, and he's some unlike me because like I don't go looking at raw numbers and spreadsheets and damn it, I don't look at that stuff, right? I'll, I hit the monster with my weapon until the monster dies, and usually I can feel whether or not it takes longer for me to get the monster get to that point where he dies. Chaos Slayer will actually go in and like math that stuff out, and he's constantly saying, dude. Gunlance is terrible in this game. It is super bad. For those of you who don't know Chaos Slayer, that's the only weapon he plays. As a matter of fact, he's going to be playing Lost Ark, which is an MMO. The only reason he's playing Lost Ark is because there's a class there that's called the Gunlancer. That's literally the only reason. He played Neo, and he's making a build around gun tomfas. That's the only stuff he cares about, right? So uh, the, the point here is Gunland straight up does not deal enough damage for the current, at least compared to like 90% of the other weapons. It just straight up does not push out enough damage. And the fact that I was playing Longsword completely terribly and killed both of them without carding, so I it says, think it completely... Says less of, it says less about the Longsword and says more about the, the Gunlands. Yeah. Like the damage output. Yeah. But I'll it, tell you, man, I still find Gunlands fun as hell. Just it is. Like, it's really it's fun. Soup, it's super... It's, it's just a shame that even if you play good, your your hunt times are going to be longer with that weapon. Yeah. Oh, no, I, unfortunate, but. I, I went back after the Longsword attempt and I beat them just fine with my uh, damage set. You know, I wouldn't mm. say that it's like, oh, I mastered the fight and oh, after that. I didn't master the fight. It's just I probably got better RNG with the moves that they were using or something, and I was able to, yeah. you know, go through with it. And I, I even posted that video on YouTube because I was like, you know, I put like four hours into this, into getting this this kill. I'm pretty happy with it, so I'm going to post it. I don't, I don't care if someone's like, Psh, I did it in like sub eight minutes. I don't care. It's like, whatever. I'm posting this uh, because I, I thought that was a good fight, and I think that I did okay with the gun. Yeah, yeah it, it was a, it was a good quest because you know it kind of motivated me to get in there and just like really start going at it and you know trying to min max everything. And I I went through my th- three of my gunlance builds right. I was using the 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 Bushinarwa set. I was using my offensive set, which is like a mix of Boggle and uh, I. Th- think is it's boggling a couple of pieces of to threat to get like some more crit with the arachna lance and stuff like that yeah so i went with that one and i also went with the strax because that gives you a lot of defense as well as a lot of offense so that felt like a good balance but the one that i ended up killing it was with my most offensive gun lance set possible i was pretty happy about it but i was really sad with the fact that i i just literally waltz in there with longsword playing complete trash not a single counter was made nothing i just went in and just like brute forced my way through it because the weapon deals damage and it, it made me so sad it made me so incredibly sad it's like i can beat this thing simply because the weapon deals damage. if only my weapon dealt damage too that'd be great except my weapon doesn't deal damage it's really sad I think that was a good uh, proof of concept hunt, though. Like, it shows that oh, yeah. even given the current mechanics that they have or how powerful the hunters are, there are ways they can tweak it to make the monsters harder. And I 
I liked it. That was by far my favorite event quest that they've done. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd love to see. Um, I'd love to see more of those. It, it, it's also a shame that I know one of the complaints that a lot of people are going to have in regards to that quest is probably it's it's titles, right? The reward of that is probably titles. I think I don't really see anything it's the else. Feeling uh, and sense. Yeah, of but it's accomplishment. like yeah. To to me, it was that right. Like I spent, like I said, probably total like four hours in that quest until yeah, I got you're, a kill. You're not going to get some with. ex apex armor set or anything like that. No. Yeah, but I. It's like I don't care. I I personally don't care. I'm saying like the player base as a whole, they'll probably do that once. They'll be like, yeah, that that was fun, <laughs> done, and they don't do it again. Done. Yeah. Yeah, so and minus speedrunners, obviously speedrunners are gonna go in there and probably be like, Oh, this is challenging, let's let's really break this fight down and try to beat it in, in different ways and whatnot. I, I can see that happening. But you know, it, it just makes me wish that um Capcom takes a look at balance. Cause like they've made it super fun. They've made to me, the Gunlance and Rise is hands down the most fun weapon in the game. Like by far, it's not even comparable to any of the other weapons that I play. I mean, thing comes closest is sword and shield. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Sword and shield is also really fun. I was about to bring that up. It's like sword and shield comes very close, but like it still doesn't feel as satisfying as gunlands. The problem is that the damage is just straight up not there, so you don't get the flinches. You don't get. It's very hard to get anything. I'm an optimist, as you know. I'm I'm a hopefully optimistic person, so I'm happy that they they did the most important part in the base game. They made it fun. Yeah. And the movements and everything is fantastic. I think there's enough now, there should be enough data and evidence to them that now for the, if they do an ultimate release, which I certainly believe they, they will. They will. Come on. <laughs> then, then, then if they have an opportunity here to make it perfect, right? They have the yeah. opportunity to fix the damage and then complete it out. Where I think if it did good damage, but it wasn't that fun, that would be harder to fix in a G release or an ultimate release. So... I'm optimistic that I hope that they see that and they they debuff it and do something with it. Do what um, weapon did you and Yuna use uh, on that fight? We failed it spectacularly the first time. I think because it I can't remember what I was using, um, but it was a massacre. And Zinogre has always been the bane of her for that game. She's just not good at the monster. Um, but then I switched over to Sword and Shield, which has become my crutch, and because it's just so good. It's really good. Um, so that that made it very easy for me. Uh, so I used Sword and Shield. She used... What the heck did she use? I think she used Longsword. Uh, longsword or... Yeah, I think she used Longsword. So, you know, our second attempt, we got through it pretty good. But it was good. I, I liked the challenge. It felt really good. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like, I'd like to see more events like that um especially yeah. like in terms of quality because i mean it, now that they have those numbers like really really thinking about it like how hard is it to just put out like i don't know 10 quests like that right it can't be that hard i mean you have the maps you have the monsters you're not bringing in new monsters like imagine them just doing an update where they put 10 quests like that and maybe yeah, like advanced maybe give maybe give people and here's the thing, because I know that one of the biggest things with the community is they want the rewards. They want the loot. So it's like, okay, give people like a higher chance at getting like a really good charm straight off the reward screen. Not even materials or anything, just like straight off the reward screen. There's a chance that you get like a really good yeah. top tier charm. Just give them a reason to... Yeah. do it i guess but like Im imagine an update like that right and and i'm also asking you guys in the comment section 
uh, listening to this now because, you know, we always talk about this stuff and some people are upset and I understand they're a little bit disappointed with Rise because they wanted more content. We've went back and forth about this, but imagine just this, right? And think about it in your head. An update brings in 10, maybe even anywhere from 10 to 20 quests like that last event. And each mm -hmm. one of those quests has like a chance of giving you like a top tier charm. Maybe even give you a chance. To, um, I was going to say give you a chance to target. So like quest one, critical eye. Quest two, critical boost. But I think that's maybe going a little bit too far. I don't think they'd do that. But like just giving you a chance yeah. at getting like a really good charm uh, or something like that. Or maybe even additional upgrade on certain weapons here and there. I don't think that'd be too hard. And I think that that would be something that would uh, yeah, potentially. But I, I don't think they need to go power creep. They just need something yeah. of reward. Yeah something there for people to want to do it layered armor something like that because like we we've also talked about how they've done a lot more um a lot more store content this time around it felt like paid dlc and whatnot yeah like a special color or something like they did with the deviant system would work yeah. really well i think yeah you know like a special type of two-tone that swaps you know like between like green and yellow for doing thunderlord <laughs> or something you know like just something oh, special yeah. would be really that would cool. actually that would actually be really cool with with bright colors though not not like the yeah yeah which game was it was world that had the rainbow that was very very dim right the the rainbow yeah, generations thing. ultimate i'm talking like you know like yeah bright, really bright rbg the leds on my computer no <laughs> dude i helped listen in in today's market, for a brief short time, I held a 6900 XT in my hands. Do you know how that feels? <laughs> but it was broken. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was broken. I was just like the world's, like, you know, stepping on your foot and yet laughing at you. Yeah, pretty much. But that's that's fine. Right. You know, ups and downs. You got to keep looking forward. It is what it is. So um, that's pretty much all I did in terms of Monster Hunter. I don't know if you want to bring anything else. Uh, there's there's a couple more topics that we have here on the podcast, guys. Today, we're also going to be talking about Monster Hunter Hollywood movie. We have a special segment that we'll save for the end because uh, we're going to go into spoilers of the Hollywood movie. Not yet, but in a bit. We'll warn you well ahead of time. But uh, unless you want to talk more about Monster Hunter, then we have to talk about that other game. No, I think we're good with Monster Hunter for this week. <laughs> so, guys, we got to... keeping in the in a very similar vein, this is why I brought up Toho when I did, because yeah. that's nothing like Monster Hunter. This next one, though... There's, yes. There's, it might be interesting for, for fans of Monster Hunter because it's something that I looked over for a very long time. So, you guys might remember... Some. You guys might remember that in the last podcast, we talked about how uh, Kegrin, one of my viewers... Uh, donated so that uh, we'd buy Gaijin Soul Sacrifice. <laughs> and so basically, and, and I kind of guilted me into playing it. I, I guiltied <laughs> Gaijin into playing Soul Sacrifice. And he's been playing Soul Sacrifice over this last week. And uh, so you tell us, how, how do you feel about the game now that you've played a little bit more? Uh, you know, with uh, my recommendation, I've been telling you over the years that I really like this game. Yeah. This game's really fun. What do you think about it? So it's really interesting because it's not at all how I thought it would play. <laughs> it's much different, actually. And then when you told me the developer, I got even more like nervous. 
Yeah. Like, uh, like those I just of you who don't with, know, just... this this is developed by Concept, who is the same studio behind uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. They did Soul Sacrifice before they did Mighty Number no. Nine, which is which is weird because like I actually got a little bit excited about Mighty Number no. Nine because they did Soul uh, Sacrifice, no, no, no. but I, I never got into Mighty Number no. Nine, and I've heard like the horror stories, and I was like, okay, that that's yeah. fine. <laughs> no, but this this game the the presentation style. And yeah. the way that they do things is so unique and it's very cohesive. This is the type of world building kind of stuff I really dig, right? Like it's not, I love the fact that it feels like an arcade game. I think that's probably why it plays so good. I guess I'm saying in a short thing, I'm, I'm really enjoying my time so far. Yeah. Um. So the, uh, how do I put it? Like the, it's very obviously designed for a portable experience the they're not hunts they're like missions against a monster yeah i guess they're hunts the, technically speaking they're them, they're memories they're memories that are yeah. stored in a book and you're just reliving them so that you learn yeah it's almost like the matrix right he, he put jacks you yeah, in yeah. and then he goes and it's like i know kung fu it's kind of the same yeah. concept here you relive the That's memories of this book it, yeah. and you you learn so things. like yeah so i really like how bite-sized they are but I was also surprised at just the amount of... It's almost like a, a novel. Yeah. Like, each each stage has a lot of... Te- like, if, if you really don't like text and reading and listening to stuff, then maybe, I don't know, maybe you won't like it. But I really like the, the story setups they do for every chapter, like every quest. It's, like, fully voice acted. The voice acting in Japanese is fantastic. Um, and so much so that Yuna was over my shoulder. We played from... 11 p.m. until 4.30 a.m. Uh, the other day. <laughs> yeah. um, she was over my shoulder watching it the entire time because we really enjoyed the story. So she watched like the entire Grimm. She watched all of Sanctuary. Um, and it's just, it's like a visual, it's like, it reminds me of Lost Odyssey where they have like those dreams where it's, it's text and they didn't voice it then, but it's like a story, like a short story about what's going on, but it's voiced, which makes all the difference. Oh yeah. Um, and then you go in there. It's just one map. It there's not much travel at all. It's just a big ass arena with maybe two areas, and there's just a clear objective like kill eight of this or all of these or or go kill the boss. And you could just run to the boss, which is actually yeah. a good strategy I found, which is great. And then you just get into a fight, and it's it's very much reminds me uh, a lot about Monster Hunter. But the cool thing is, is that instead, and you know all this, and you're probably just laughing on the inside because you're like, yep. <laughs> like instead of grinding like there are still breakable parts and all the good things that we love about monster hunter there are clear tell signs of what the, the boss is gonna do they simulate multiplayer really well uh, when you're playing single player like you've got npcs with you and yep. they're really helpful uh very helpful actually like you can actually die and they'll come and revive you i imagine there must be a limit on how many times you can get revived nope the no. the way the way that it works is that every time they revive you, they sacrifice half their HP bar. So if they have oh. enough healing spells to get themselves back up, they're good. If they don't, then they're kind of screwed, they're and eventually screwed. they'll die. Interesting. And it's the yeah, same so thing it's, for it's, you. The, the, There's also no limit to how many times you can res them. But again, you're sacrificing half your health, and at that point, yeah, you know, you have to heal yourself back up. So if you the the there's a risk reward there which is like if the boss is close by and you're trying to res somebody you sacrifice half your health the boss might hit you you might die that's the thing and it's yeah. like you're you're still I at the start so yet. 
So so things don't really hit that hard at the start, but as you start yeah. going up in stars, will. like it gets pretty ridiculous. Like the the point yeah, that like, I'm I at right now, I can get one yet, shot. But I love. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, <laughs> like I don't. Well, that's that's because you're a filthy Avalon player. I think so. Th- this is true. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that uh, in a second, but um, the, there's a few themes in there that I really really dig. One, like I was saying, the presentation. Like you're basically in a there's a menu with a book that talks to you and the book is just so funny. Yep. It's like it's like the Necronomicon from like Evil Dead to Army of Darkness talking to you and like talking crap to you like, hey buddy, what are you doing? Like he's really funny. Um, at least in Japanese, he's great. Um, that and you got a menu. It's like you're going through all the journal of all the entries and then you go and relive the scenarios, the, the voice acting, and the stories are interesting and engaging. But more importantly, like the battle is, is fun. As you get, it's basically Monster Hunter, but with spells, which I think yeah. is how you put it to, to me. Yep. So you got like, you get six skills that you bring in and you can toggle and use them. And they, they combo together and do all sorts of fun stuff. And they're all very limited, but you can refresh sort of the, the usage gauge by killing mob characters and either killing them or saving them. Like the whole theme of sacrifice, like I have not used the mechanic yet, but I love the idea that if you're on a hard boss fight or the boss is almost dead and you're almost dead yourself, there's like a, a huge dark right that you could do, yep. which sacrifices part of your body um, <laughs> to to pretty much, I guess I would imagine that it just wastes the boss. Like it's super powerful. It's, but the it's thing is, very like, the, the powerful, consequences but it will not straight on, up right? kill it. Yeah, it's the thing is it's it's fairly easy to reverse the consequences because like say for instance the first spell that you have uh, I don't remember the actual name of you the set spell on but fire. it's it's the fire you basically set the whole arena on fire like there's big fire explosion fire on the boss fire on you there's fire everywhere and you burn your skin and what that does is it reduces your resistances all of your resistances get reduced because you don't have skin you're just like in living flesh so. When you finish the quest, you can basically pay Lacrima and reverse that effect, and you're good. Because the thing is also, when you use that spell, you can't use it again unless you reverse the effects of the spell. And Lacrima, you get... How expensive is it, too? It's not too expensive, and it scales based on your level. So it's like the higher level you are, the more expensive it gets. So I should so I should use it, then, and enjoy the system, because I haven't yeah, touched it yet. It, it, it'll be fine. You should be fine. It, it's not a big deal, because like, you've, you've collected tears from the book, right? The Lacrima stuff? Yeah, after every mission, you can pretty much go back and yeah, collect but, the tear from the but book. But it'll, it'll store them, so it's like you don't have to go back every mission to get it. So, so like you do 10 missions. Oh, I did just, not know that. Yeah, you'll just store it, and then you go back and you just get a larger chunk of Lacrima, so you're fine. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, so they, they, don't, re- they fix the amount. That's really smart. Yeah, it's like they don't, they don't want you to like go out of your Okay, every time I got to go back, wipe the tears. Like No, no, no. It's like just, just do whatever you want, and then go back, and then pick up as much as you need, and it's whatever. It's not really a big deal. And the thing is, the higher the, the mission is that you do, the more Lacrima you get. So it kind of all balances itself out. It, it's probably just like a percentage. It's always going to be like some kind of yeah, a percentage. Just don't that, use it in every hunt as a crutch. If yeah, you yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. Because there is a price that you have to pay for it Yeah, um, that persists unless you fix it, um, which and, is interesting. And you can, but, also, you can also use that, say, for instance, because when you, when you kill an NPC, right, if you sacrif- which you haven't been doing because you've been playing... Uh, what are they called? Sanctuary? You've been playing Sanctuary. Sanctuary. So you're saving everyone. So when you save someone, like, I'm not sure if at that point in the game, they're giving you NPCs that you can take with you to missions. 
So say, for instance, yeah. you kill one of them, you can use Lacrima to reverse the result of that quest, and you can go back and save them, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, so I love the idea that when you kill a mob character, or even a boss, you get, and you walk over their dead body, you get a choice of either holding L to save them, yeah. or pressing R to kill them, or, or now both. there's a, a third class, which is like, just roll the dice, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And it's, and because... Just because you rolled the dice does not absolve you from any responsibility of what you just did. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It's up to it's fate. It's an excuse. It's up to no, fate. It's not. it's not my choice. <laughs> the way I look at it, if they offer you fish or chicken and you say either, like you tell me, you that is a choice. You're saying, I don't care if you die or, or you live. Like I'm fine with both. You're choosing both. Exactly. That's it's like it. Put it it's it's like voting for two candidates in an election or something, right? It's like that. That's exactly what Grim does. <laughs> but like, there's Grim, which is like bounce. So like, it's interesting because there's three factions you can belong to, and you can yeah. swap between them, I believe. Yeah. And they there's like there's different effects that happen when you do certain things. So like, the most important thing is that spells in the game. You have six of them that you bring in with you. Um, and if you overuse it, it'll break and just go away and you can't use it anymore during that thing. And then you'll have to repair it later with Lacrima. So use it almost, re almost reminds me of like Zelda, except like you don't perma lose your stuff. You can just yeah. spend that resource to fix it. But the idea is that there's certain actions that you can take that will has a chance to restore those uses during the actual battle. Yeah. So that you can continue using it and repair it. So like you've got Grimm, which is like the Grimm brothers and their whole thing. It's it's hilarious seeing like the three little pigs and little red riding hood all reimagined as like horrific, you know, Dark Soulsy like um Dark Souls is a bad example. Um Lovecraftian kind of yeah. like just crazy grotesque versions of themselves, which I thought was really fun. And here's here's the um, interesting thing. I'm not sure if you noticed or not. But, you know, there is a main story that takes you through all of these things, right? And it's narrated and all that. Yeah. But besides that, like, say you get the story to get to the bit where you go kill the three little pigs. You can choose to go to a page in the book that actually has the story of the three little pigs. Yeah, and it's a lot of reading. Yeah, and really interesting. Yeah, but it, full, I don't think that part is narrated. No, that part is, is not narrated. That, that, that was actually one thing that I was planning on doing. I was getting a bunch of different YouTubers to like voice those stories. And I would give them the story and they would voice it. And I did like, I don't know, for three or four months or something like that. I read some, I got some people to read others. And I, I was actually posting that on my channel. Like if you go and look for Soul Sacrifice lore, you'll find some of those uh, things voiced by uh, people. There's even one, I like to bring this one up because like there's a, a YouTuber who's a, a friend of mine, he's Stylosa, he plays, basically plays Overwatch. He's got like 700,000 subs. Back in the day, he didn't play Overwatch and he was a lot smaller. So there's a, a video of him reading the Three Little Pigs story <laughs> in my channel. <laughs> it's just really but the stories funny. are cool. And I yeah. think the idea that sorcery and and magic is not this wonderful like yep. you know camelot version it's 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 a dark path that they're walking down right and it's a it's kind of like forbidden arts that they're doing mm -hmm. so most of like where you were afraid about where i might get into the game which you were you were absolutely correct on is i was not aware that bosses and all those are actual people like they're just like you yep they're mages that slowly lost their sanity due to the power that they were wielding, and because of circumstances, they become a monster. So when you kill a boss, you have the choice, do I want to save them, 
Or do I want to kill them and say, hey, their fault, they felt it a darkness. I'm going to get as much power as I can as well so I can plug yep. through. Um, so you've got Grim, which is like you let the game decide what's going to happen. And then random. you have a chance it, to refill your, it, it your also, skills. It also depends like if you're with other players. So like if you're Grim and you're with another player that's like Avalon, then the other player goes for sacrifice and you're just like, whatever. It's going to go for a sacrifice. If the other player is blue and you go, whatever, it's going to go for the saving thing. So it doesn't matter. The other players get the choice, basically. Yeah. So then there's Avalon, which is like a guild. I guess you can call them like a guild almost, right? So yeah. like if you're an Avalon uh, alliance, then you, you sacrifice. it's all about power, right? You sacrifice stuff and you get power. I mean, I, th- I think um, that their then, story is a little bit like, hey, these people are out of control. We got to put them down. That's the only way to solve this problem. Yeah, it's like, well, they're already long gone. So it's yeah, like, so we got to you know, put them let's, down. Let's make sure there's no more casualties, you know? So there's yeah. good reasons on both ends. But then you get Sanctuary, which I'm playing. And it's cool because each one of the three guilds has their own side stories. And there's a lot of chapters, it seems, for all yep. of them. So you got like your main quest line, but then you have like three quests. It almost reminds me of Generations in a way, Monster Hunter, yeah. where you have like and, villages and, with their subquests. And here's the thing on top of that, there's also a whole nother thing, which is you can do in multiplayer. That's just a bunch of more quests that you can do. And then there's also like crossover quests with the games. I haven't even gotten that far into it because like yeah. I was just doing the single player stuff. Yeah, but it's interesting because the, the, the guild sort of stories, like for Avalon, Grimm, and Sanctuary, like the second chapter unlocked for some of them, but like the difficulty looks like it shoots up really fast. So I think the game yeah. is telling me. Go play the main story. Once you're around the same difficulty ranking, then you can come back and you can do this if you want. Yeah. So there's lots of variation, but like, was it um, Avalon's about killing and then Sanctuary, which is what I'm doing, is it's when you kill a boss, sanity. they all d- they dissolve back down to their human form and they're like, please just let me live. Just spare me. I'm so sorry. And like, I can't bring myself to kill them because it's probably going to happen to my character. Oh, I killed them. Gonna, I killed them all the time. I'm, I'm probably <laughs> gonna go crazy, and I would love to be redeemed by someone who has the power to do so. So, I there's like it's kind of reminds me of like Mass Effect, right? You got like this this good bar, and the you get the bad bar. And the and it's like a le- yeah, yeah. You get like your level, and you can always see it on the upper left, like you're in. And I think you're always stuck with at least one level of the yes. red because yes. you because you are a sorcerer, right? And you. You had to do something in the game that I won't say. I th- I think um, that you're I think that you're always stuck with one level of red, yeah. Yeah, which I like because you're carrying a sin with you because there's something that they force you to do after the end of the tutorial, and yeah. it's not something that I necessarily wanted to do, but you're forced that hurts, to remember that you it? did it because it's always there in the upper left. I have my my level one in with the blood, but then I have ninety nine on the like oh, I'm not ninety nine, but like, the rest yeah. of it for me is all saving. So I'm like. I think I'm at only at like level, uh, I want to say I'm now at 17-1. So it's like a ratio. Like 17-1 means that I've leveled up 17 times by saving On the people. light side, yeah. On the light side. And so I like the idea of saving these guys. And then I get a little bio of them. And then like I think they might be able to help me out sometime uh, in the future. You can uh, Most but, of them you can basically bring with you on quests, I think. You can just bring them as Yeah, so like the simulated, again, the simulated NPCs as like a multiplayer experience is really fun. I imagine the game would have been much more fun playing with other people, but I, I don't have and that the option. Cool, the cool thing is also that you can ask them to sacrifice you when you die. Did you know that? Why would you, do, why would you want to do that? Because if they sacrifice you, you it triggers a really powerful spell that does a ton of damage, and you get a martyr bonus at the end of the mission. 
Wait, can you do that in single player? Yes. So it's like wait. So if you're close, so but you you'd only want to do that if you're close to beating the boss. Yeah, right? exactly. You don't want to go like, oh, I'm gonna start the fight, sacrifice myself. It's like the NPCs it, might still get the kill, but it's gonna take too long. So, but it's like if the boss. Do you have is to about watch all die. of that in real time. Afterwards? Watch what? Like if you if you have the martyr you and get more power from you, do you have to watch the two NPCs like fighting the boss in real I mean, time? You can abandon the quest if, if you want to, but you can watch it and see if they can do it. Yeah. Not only that, but you can also help them. After you die, you can help them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. These mechanics are amazing, aren't they? So it's Wait, like what, what, how do you help them? So you can like tap the monster and that will like, I think that reduces its resistances. So your NPCs will deal more damage or you can tap your NPC only for like short bursts. Like you'll tap it and there's like a bar that shows up or something and then it runs out and then you have to wait and it refills and you can do it again. So you can tap the boss and that will reduce its resistances. It'll take more damage or you can tap your, um, your allies and it will increase their defense and their damage. And it basically buffs or debuffs. But on top of that, have you noticed that there's stuff in the scenarios every now and then that you can interact with and say, sometimes it'll be like a rock and you can interact with that and you get like a weapon. Even after yeah, you're yeah. dead, you can go interact with those things and you can use them to beat on the boss as a dead spirit. Wait, it's so not, you, you're still running gonna, around if you get sacrificed? Yeah, you're not running around. Your spirit is running around. So you you, you wow. basically still have control of like your spirit running through the map, but you can like tap the boss to debuff it, tap your allies to buff them, or you know go grab a spell and go beat on the boss. I think it deals less damage what than if you were cool alive. Idea. But yeah, it, so it's like even players that get sacrificed, they're still useful. They're not like completely useless. And they're useless. still in the hunt. Yeah, they're still in the hunt, essentially. Oh, that's crazy. That's a real. I'm gonna yeah. Have to do that now. Yeah, exactly. That's but cool. Just and keep that in doesn't mind. Mess with, like, if you have them sacrifice you, that doesn't mess with your level. I don't, I don't even. Of, I don't even think it. Uh, I don't even think you have to use Lacrima to recover that. I don't think. I think it's fine. Wow. But, but because literally every chance I'd get, I'd have a sacrifice me. Kill me now. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, because I was. I was like, save me, and they come and they save me. But then I noticed that they're doing not as well afterwards. So I guess it's kind of like, you know, which one of us is the weakest link, right? If I'm the weakest yeah. link, then I'm going to go and go ahead and give them a boost if I, if I fully died and However, help them out in other ways. It is but important to link, mention, like, if you sacrifice, you gain red. But yeah, I'm not sacrificing them. But, but there's a system in the game that allows you to de-level red. Yeah, I, no, 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 because the history is still there. You told me that you did it. <laughs> Yes. Nah, like I, I, I want to play through the game saving stuff. So and the, I think then the disadvantage. Then I can do a cheeky. I well, I won't see everything for sure. No, 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 no. You, no. you, you can. You, I think you can see everything. I think no. There's special can. spells and stuff that you only get if you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You specialized. Can. No, you can use all the spells. What you can't thought, use is all of the passive bonuses. There are certain okay. things that you can't carve into your arm. But, but I want to uh, play through it all, you know, non-renegade, so to say. Yeah. And then I think then I can get cheeky and say, okay, now for for the lols, I'll go through it and 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 I'll, I'll well, I won't. You don't have to make a new game. You can like re just reset. No, your stuff, no, you can you can right? like you can reset. The thing is, it's like it doesn't. Yeah. There's a there's a what you call it. There's a level limit of one hundred. That is one hundred mm. of both things added. So it can be one ninety nine. You can be ninety nine one. Or you can be like 35, 65, something like that, right? 
And uh, the way that it works is like de-leveling doesn't cost you anything, but leveling it up, that eats up like all of your Lacrima. So usually you have to re-level manually because if you try leveling up through Lacrima, you're going to burn through yeah. through the, your whole Lacrima and yeah, level up very that, little. Yes, you, you pretty much have to grind back up, but the game yeah. does allow you to, to tweak and, and fix yeah. your alignments and strengths. And so there's like ones like... You know, I'm just I'm going to be so tanky by the end of the game because I'm saving everybody and yep. my health and everything's going to be like, I'll be able to go away from keyboard and just be like, "What's up?" <laughs> yeah. Um, the 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 way the game works is the the higher you level up in in sacrificing, the more offensive you become, so you deal more damage. The higher you level up through through blue, which is light by saving, then you just become tankier with more HP and stuff like that. But you know, each of them has like specialties. So like Gaijin actually really likes the spear spells, which is good because he's saving, and I believe that um, Sanctuary has the biggest benefits for spear spells. So there's that. Yeah, the aspect spears are really it. good. I, oh my god! So last night I before bed I went up against the Cerberus. Yes, three-headed dog. And uh, yeah, and he's got like a huge like it reminded me of Do like Dogma. He's got a huge spear in his chest, and at near at near the end of the hunts he'll like he'll pull it out and then start hitting you with it. Yeah. And then when you beat him, you get the spear. I don't know if it's guaranteed or if it's RNG, but you get the spear. Yeah. And you get, like, I get like two of them. So then, then you can fuse them to make it like, you know, like a level one version. Yeah. Then you can fuse more and make it. So you can grind a quest to make a spell like leveled up. And like his spear thing is interesting because it's more like a magic spell. Like you charge it and it just goes and then like a line of energy goes across the ground and, sh and, and zaps and hurts the the yeah, target. That's, but it's that's like the super beauty, powerful. That's the beauty of some of those spells because like you have the generic version of spells, but then certain monsters will have special versions of spells that are similar, but they will do something special and different that is about that monster. Yeah, and yeah the, the Cerberus fight but, is really cool. But everything so far has just been like this is a really good game. Like, exactly. The battle is really fun. Like the, you have pretty much with this the idea of spells. You have like all traditional weapons. So you have hammers. You have great sword. You have swords, yep. because you basically you're activating it. And it's like a magical spear or whatever. And then you're in spear mode. And now I can do combos. I can do a charge attack. I can quick open up to a, a menu and and activate stuff like haste, where I'm moving faster. It allows me to do more special attacks with my lance. If the lance is about to break, I'll swap over and be like, okay. Now we're going to do projectile magic. So you get. Yeah. You kind of get to play every single class that you want in the same battle, which yep. is crazy cool. Yep. And the more you grind, the more the more power up they get. There's like there's nothing wasted. Um, so so far the battle is system has been just incredibly satisfying. Um, and I love the just the general theme. Yuna gets a kick out of the uh, the background music when you're in the menus. And you got it's like old Victorian. Na, na, you got like the woman singing like na, 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 na. <laughs> it's, the soundtrack of it is actually really good as well. It's like overall yeah. that this it's such a sin that this game is still stuck in the Vita. Why did they not remaster this? I don't know. Like that I've been screaming at the rooftops. Idiots. Well, it's Sony we're talking about, so it doesn't surprise me that they don't know what's. I've been good, screaming so. at the rooftops, like, how can this game have not? This is one of the best games I've ever played in my life, and it's just sitting there dying on the Vita. Like, there's so many people that don't know about this game that it's insane. It's but completely like, immediately. I can, I can feel that I'm getting hooked on the game, and yeah. I'm 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 very pleased with everything so far. World building, battle systems, music 
feeling of stuff, the spells, the variation, the voice work. Like, I can't really think of anything right now to diss about the game. Like, I really am having a good time. I mean, I, the only thing I would say is I wish that they had narrated the encyclopedia stories that you can read. Jesus Christ. That would have been nice. So so it's like you haven't even seen like half of the monsters in the game. You have no idea how big that would have to be. The budget yeah, required to VO all of that stuff would be insane. Impossible. And it's a Vita game, dude. It's a Vita game. Yeah. It's never I'm, I'm happy I've kept my Vita because one... I just kept it because I don't think I had a really good resale value on it. I do now regret the fact that I sold my Vita TV a few Dude, years ago because yeah. at the time it was not a very good solution in my opinion. And because the Vita is pretty comfortable to play anyways, but yeah. like I didn't even get that much money for it. But then once they announced that they stopped making it, like now all of a sudden if I want to go buy a used it's like $150. Oh, you were telling me the other day it's going to be like $3 here in was, Japan. I, well, that's I used to see it really cheap in the stores. <laughs> I remember seeing it cheap, but I didn't realize that they no longer make it and that has shot up the market value of that oh, exponentially. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm waiting for for it to be worth like $100,000 and then I'll sell mine. Where where the fuck even know where I put it? Like I have it right here. Once this thing is worth a hundred thousand dollars, I'm selling it. <laughs> but now it makes me wish that I had an OLED Vita because the game yeah. does have some, you know, nice dark colors. But I'm very happy I kept my Vita. It holds the battery very well. It's it's comfortable. It's a little smaller. I would have liked to have been played on the TV. It makes it easier for you to the back seat watch yeah. and play. Um, but it is what it is. But I'm having a good time, and uh, I just there's not enough time in the day. Exactly. Like, can I sacrifice parts of my body or my skin to get more hours in the day, please? <laughs> I would do it. Because, like, I've got, like, what? Rise is something I still play for fun. Stories 2, I still play for fun. GU, we still have tons of fun stuff to do. Um, I think next we're probably going to do, like, Elder Frost and go all the way up to G5. She's not high enough to do EX yet. Um, then we've got all my Toho stuff. You know, I have, like, two or three games that I'm playing there. Now I've got Soul Sacrifice Delta, which I'm playing, which is probably going to keep me busy for it. There seems to be a crap load of content. It's there almost is. like I think the Delta is like, I think the Delta is like the full expansion thing. It's like kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's rank, it's an ultimate version rank, basically. Yeah, the Soul so like Sacrifice Delta is loaded with content. Yep. And the Vita store is going to get shut down. So like, if you have a Vita, go buy it now if you want a digital because yeah. Apparently, Sony, Sony being the asses that they are, we're going to shut I don't down even, the Vita store. I don't even think that there's like. Uh, I don't think there's a physical version in the West of Soul Sacrifice Delta. So that's just it. Just yeah. goes into more. Why the hell were they threatening? They were we're going to shut down the store for Vita. Why? It's got a huge catalog of games, especially yeah. here in Japan. Yeah. So like, if you don't buy it now, I don't know how you would get it. I almost so it's it, like it almost makes me wonder. It's like you know how the. Sony is now headquartered in California, right? And how they're way more prude over there when it comes to like the loot content. And the Vita just has so much loot content. In a way, it almost makes me wonder if they're doing it out of spite. You're like, you know what? You perverts. Or maybe they're just <laughs> jealous because Japan, ha Japan has like three yeah, times dude. the amount of games that the West got. Yeah. But the thing is like that should, if you can't buy this game and play, that would be a crime against yeah, humanity. Because exactly. so far I'm, really enjoyed it and it does show me that like studios have their niche you know like this i don't know if it was a good director or producer or both but 
the game design here is fantastic. So it is. Why concept doesn't just say you know it's? I, I imagine it's because they don't. Do they not own the IP? Does like was there I, an investor? I don't like, know who it? owns the IP. I think Sony owns the IP. Yeah, because they could easily kickstart that shit and get it like for the next gen, like a a new one or a remastered version. They could easily kickstart that stuff. It's it like, seems like you know it's how got they a dedicated small following. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hot take here. Some people are gonna be mad at me, but do you know how they remastered Demon Souls because it's a cult classic and it was all that? This game is worth it. It deserves it just as much as Demon Souls to get remastered. It's literally I'll on put that it this level. way. I've only played the game for like 15 hours or something right now. But if this continues in the trajectory it's going... Oh, yeah. I would buy a PS5 just to play a new Soul Sacrifice game or a remastered. Then I'd probably sell the PS5 afterwards and it's, cleanse it's my palate. That. But <laughs> I would buy it so I can play it. Yeah, um, exactly. It's, it's, it's that good. It's that good. So <laughs> I, I think so far... I, like, you're just laughing because like I haven't seen anything in the game yet. And there's... Probably so much more I'm gonna like, oh, yeah. gush over and fall in love with, but if I'm already especially this from especially from a story it, standpoint, like it's gonna blow your mind. And you know I love horror and I love yeah gothic stuff and the designs are great and I'm gonna eat this up. This is just gonna be another wonderful distraction. So thank you for making it even more impossible for me to get stuff done. Um, I mean we do however, we do our I will, best I will, over I will, here. I, but I'm going to put out a threat here. So okay. what was it? Kendrin? Or? Kegrin. 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 So yeah. Kegrin kindly purchased this game for me because I think he wanted me to play it. So thank you yeah. again. But I will get a point. I noticed in your stream the other day yeah, that they said they have not watched Lords of the Ring, any of the films. Yeah, Kegrin. Which is just insanity. weird. So yeah. I will get to a point where maybe I'll just stop playing and say, I won't continue unless, until you watch the films. See, Kegrin, Gaijin's going to stop playing watch. Soul Sacrifice until you watch the Lord of the Rings film. I, I have to, I have to tell you what, Gaijin, thank you very much for making some people in my stream more cultured because whenever I talk about certain movies or movie references, then they're like, oh, yeah, I never watched that movie. I'm just like, oh, my God. Gaijin, please tell, please tell me you've watched Reservoir Dogs. No. <laughs> is that an Al Pacino film? I want to say no. <laughs> okay, then I have no idea it's, what it's it is. A Quen- I've heard it's the a, term. It's a Tarantino film. It's yeah, it's my favorite movie of all times. Reservoir no. Dogs. Okay, well, well, then I will turn the table on you. Have you seen What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams? What dreams may come? I probably have, but I don't remember it because he like, dies and goes to heaven. His wife commits suicide and goes to hell, and he has to get her out. I think I've seen it, yeah, but it's it's one of those things that's been a long time, and my memory is atrocious, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Most people have not seen that, and that is a criminal. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I'll rewatch but it. Tell I, you what, I'll rewatch it. I just recently rewatched the Matrix trilogy, and I it it aged well. It still is. Yeah, I, I like, like there's certain movies you watch just because it it represents a milestone. I think in the industry of certain things that they were able to do, and it's just like. Lord of the Rings is one of those. It's just yeah. it's great. Like I, I actually when when I was watching Lord of the Rings, I remember having this thought to myself. It's like, how am I ever going to enjoy movies again? It's not. I'm just never going to be able to enjoy movies again. Like all of these, everything that comes after Lord of the Rings is going to be like, eh, yeah, sure, it's okay. It's eh. 
But uh, I guess this leads us into a good new topic for yep. uh, movies. So, so guys, you still have have not watched. I mean, the Hollywood. <laughs> although I will say, don't don't blame the Americans. The director is British, yeah. I think, right? Or I I don't know what uh, what he is, but like. Um, I haven't watched the Monster Hunter movie yet, and we talked about this in the last podcast, and NCH Productions came in, and they said I should watch their version of it, and that they'd like to see a reaction from me on their version. I was like, well, so I mean, if you're, if you're going to put it like that, I was like, sure, I watched it on stream, and I had an absolute blast. You know, you know how everybody that watches the Monster Hunter movie, especially you, because like, the, oh yeah, and by, and by the way, guys, we're not in, in spoiler territory yet, but we will go into it. But like everybody, we that, might slip into it at any point at this point. Yeah, yeah, we, we, it's probably not going to be very safe after this. So if you care about spoilers on the Monster Hunter movie, people, yeah, uh, you know, maybe step out. We're talking about the Hollywood movie, not the um, not the Legends of the Guild. We're not going to be talking about that. So it's like. The most surprising thing for me is you are potentially one of the most positive slash optimistic persons I know on the whole planet. So when you came into the podcast at one point after watching, you're like, I hate it. It's terrible. I, it. I was like, wow. Okay. That's gotta be really bad. So it was like that thing shot down on my priority list. Cause we already talked about how we have very little time between creating content, taking care of our families, all of that. So it's like, it shot way down on my priority of to do that. I never got around to it. And so where I see everyone, at least most people complaining that the movie wasn't good and it was a waste of time. My experience watching the reanimated version by NCH it's, Productions was amazing. I loved it. It'll it was give you awesome. an ab workout because you'll laugh your ass off the entire time. <laughs> it's so funny. I love NCH and all their stuff, but this what is scary is also how like it it feels like it's exaggerating how crazy some of the setups are. But the thing is, is they they actually pull it off in a way that's even less exaggerated than the movie itself. Wow. I know that sounds insane, but it's just, it's so fun. And like you were saying, when I watched your whole reaction video, uh, and that was fun to watch as well. It's just like the amount of good, super high quality memes and references that they use to pull off some of these. Now you have to watch the movie. Actually, you know, I'm going to go out and say officially, this is the definitive way to actually watch the Hollywood film is to watch NCH first. <laughs> then watch the Hollywood film. Because I think if you watch the Hollywood film, you're going to have a very traumatic experience, probably. Wonderful visuals. Looks great. Visual company. Love it. Everything else, get out of here. Um, Tony Jaa's smile. Okay, I'll give him that. That's about it. Diablos. But NCH is, is, is really fun. And so yeah. if, you, if you have that, you already have set yourself up emotionally for the, the craziness that is the movie. Then I think you'll appreciate, and then go back and watch NCH again, and I think you'll appreciate the jokes even more. It's it, um, so I, I thank them for making me at least happy that I watched the insanely horrible film, and the fact that I was able to understand and enjoy their video even more. Um, but you can enjoy it even if you haven't seen it. It's so accurate. Oh my it was God. it was really funny that when I was going through the movie, people in chat kept telling me, 
Oh yeah, that's exactly how it happens in the movie as well. And and the worst part was that when I started seeing, it's like we should actually go like chronological, but I don't remember the exact yeah. order in which things happen. It's just I remember I the things that do. marked me the most, right? So at the start I of the movie, do, yeah. at the start of the movie, they go in, in in a boat, right, going through the sand. Yeah, they're showing the the hunter and the admiral and all them like going across the desert, and Black Diablos is giving them shit. And so, and then Tony Jaw falls off the book, uh, off the boat. Yeah, he gets knocked out the boat, and they just keep going. Like, and they whatever. and they just abandon him. Yep. They just it's just like, hey, a hunter down. Well, sucks to be him. See ya, kid. They just leave. That's okay because because he's like the only hunter. Do they not even notice that he's gone, or do they notice that he's gone and they keep going? I don't know. It's a chaotic scene. Maybe they didn't have a choice. Uh, okay. Maybe they thought if they went back, they'd get killed, but. Whatever the matter is, is they, they immediately just separate him from the the ship. And no, they don't do any type of character building or storytelling inside the ship. It's literally just a, a visual set piece. And is there a hunter in a Rathalos suit that dies in that scene? Maybe. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. I don't I don't know. It's such a chaotic, weird scene. Like okay. it's so it, it feels so it's so funny because they're using the imagery of monster hunter and the visual effects are fantastic but everything they're doing with it is wrong yeah so it's 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 almost like you gave somebody like a a barbie doll or or like a lego and they start making you know a horror movie out of it and, and cutting off people's heads or something i don't know it's like it it's not it's so out of context it feels for me yeah and it's just offensive um but yeah so they they have that boat scene. He gets knocked off in the desert, and then they—I love when they switch over to like just the, like the military going in the desert, and they're like, hey, it's time to go to another world. You're yeah. like, wait, no, did they just do they really just cut over and everyone in the chat? It's like, uh huh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They literally yeah. just like this thing happens. It's like, oh, now in the military, and now we're in Monster Hunter Land. There we go, boom, done. And you, you, it took you a while to call it out um, and realize it was a thing. But the like slow motion, oh, tumbling yeah. inside of a car. That happens in the I movie. Bet the, you, I, I, those... I, would, I would bet there's probably a good three or four minutes of footage of that that's used. Oh my god! So the zero like, g gravity really inside it. the car. Oh, they really overused that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, how? It's because the first so yeah, couple so of times are... I saw it, I was I I was not aware if this was just something that NCH was doing for fun or if it was actually in the movie. Oh. And then after seeing it like four or five times, I was like, wait, this actually happened in the movie, didn't it? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, then they man. arrive in the desert, and then I think you seemed a little shocked at how the whole Nursilla skirmish plays out. Or how uh, just like the whole I mean, Tony John not even interacting with the hunters and Diablos just being a weirdo with them, it, the, the, trying to kill them off as they shoot them. The the thing that I thought was was funny is the Arnie screams when Diablos shows up because they're just like they're just walking through the desert and Diablos like shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> So exactly how it happens too. That's like that's like from from friggin' Kindergarten Cop when he's screaming at the kids. <laughs> Shut up! And then, and then Diablos goes into the cavern and just gives everybody the fingers. Like, what is Finger, going yeah. on? It's so cool. That's essentially what happened. I mean, there was no instigating factor to rile that monster up. It's just simply existing. 
I mean, anywhere but, near. I mean, but we desert. all know that you know, Black Diablos. They're in heat. They're they're just looking for a mate, and you know, they're always upset. Black Diablos is yeah, just like is, that. There's one thing they didn't show in the animated that they do in the film, which is they basically have it move around as if it's a shark. It's Jaws. They portray it as a monster that lives under the sand for most of its time. Oh, it chases no. you like a shark but then can come up on land and mess with you. Which is exactly which is like, not what? how it works at all. <laughs> and it's just a mean, loud, crazy monster, which is so, correct. So so basically um, then, they, they so just they looked at like by one, running into a cave. They looked at like one black Diablos hunt and went like, oh yeah, this I can see this as a shark going through. Good God, that is so bad. So they, they use all this weird, almost biohazard, like Resident Evil level type of you know, RPG guns and missiles and they're shooting. Nothing does anything against this monster. And then they eventually just run into a cave. So they basically just kill off a bunch of guys. They go into a cave and then they all get either killed or cocooned by Nersillas, which, which is so funny that you notice that when they had all the Nersillas running across the screen, I think they were using a model from Starship Troopers. Yeah, Starship Troopers. Which is actually correct in that um, it was actually the Shogun uh, Gizami. I, what's his name in uh, the Shogun Senator monster in into the blue one in the actual game? That was actually modeled after the the the, the starships from Starship Troopers. Oh, I didn't know. Which is funny, yeah. Yeah, but like so, like but the thing is, like the like swarm of ten thousand of them. That's exactly what they do in the film. It's like wait. Why would 10, there be like five thousand Oh, yeah, no. yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like let's how let's show off that we paid to rent a really, really powerful rending machine because it looks great. It's just it's not Monster Hunter. It's not at all. You know? And 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 the to me the most egregious thing was when I started seeing the big bumps in their back. Uh, I was like, oh the no. Babies. Oh no! There, there, it's not gonna. There's not gonna be chest burster Nursillas, is there? And then there's an actual alien coming out. I was, like, I was like, oh no! And then the spiders start coming up. I'm like, dude, I think to me that is the most egregious insult to the Monster Hunter franchise. Is that suddenly Nursilla is a chest burster alien? I'm just like, what is this? This doesn't make any sense. Well, the thing is, they also portray it as being like an alien that lives underground in huge matrix-like cocoons and armies of tens of thousands. I'm like, the monster is basically swinging around and jumping on vines throughout the film. Like, it's not, it just lives in the world. It's not this underground, like, vampire who can't, like, they won't touch the sunlight. They, like, run from the sun. I'm like, where the hell what? did they get that from? <laughs> it's a yeah. vampire. So she, she barely escapes. So she's... There's like 10,000 of these things, and she's just outside a, a door to a cave, and they won't go and get her because there's sun. It's like... <laughs> okay. Really? <laughs> and then she meets Tony John. They literally fight for 20 minutes, probably. And, and, and it's like the, the thing I hate about the film that I think they captured a little bit in the animated retelling was that everybody is just an asshole in this world. They're really not nice people at all. Like... I kid you not, I'll jump ahead just to make this point, but there's a point where, oh, you know what? I'll wait until we get there, but they're not nice to each other at all. So they're you mean the hunters? Mean. Like Tony Jaa, everybody, everybody okay. in this world is mean. Just really mean people. I don't know why they did that, but it really rubbed me wrong. So like 
Tony is the hunter. He's obviously realizes, and they, they establish later, he knows that there's been people from like the Bravo team like being sucked into their world. Monsters are ravaging not only him, but also these newcomers as well. So it's pretty obvious that he's trying to help them. Because it's, it's, he wants to kill the Diablos. He wants to get back to his people, the ship. Hmm. So you'd think that he would just team up with her. But no, they just start slugging it out and fighting and trying to kill each other. Like, not even just to, like, dominate you and just be like, I'm your friend or I'm not a foe. Like, no, they're, they're literally trying to kill each other. And, and it's like, that's Mila the part- has been through so much that she's, like, superhuman at this point. That's the part that I, dies. that I just don't understand is how... How does Tony Jaa just not just slap Mila's head off? Because he, he can wield great swords, okay? He's a little bit strong. If he'd slap Mila the right angle, he would knock her head clean off. Like, it should be easy. Hunters have... Well, a, the thing is, is almost hunters all, like, in strength. this movie don't. Not uh. in this film, they don't. They're actually weak as hell. Everybody, there's one class of human, which is Mila. Then there is the, the people in Monster Hunter and the monsters then way down below you have normal humans. So, like, there's a tear. So, like, Mila can get thrown around at high velocity into trucks, walls, through dimensions, thrown down 500 but I think, you know, feet up the ground. There... She just gets up. But Tony gets hit in the head once by the car, and he's out for, like, a week. But wasn't there, like, a thing where Mila supposedly is a hunter as well? Isn't no, that, she's not. She's a military. Th- no, but didn't didn't that happen like in the game? Did you did you do the game event? Yeah, but I, I think the story. I think the game event. Uh, if I, and again, don't quote me on this, but if I remember correctly, the game event had an implication where the admiral was basically saying that Mila is actually a hunter. Like she was Isek. I think I'm not sure. I think Mila was Isekai'd into the real world then became a military, then isekai back into Monster Hunter. I think there's some implications of that. I'm not 100% sure. Well, she doesn't know sure. anything. She she knows nothing about hunting in the film. Yeah, because she was. I think light. she was a baby when she went isekai into the real world. I'm not sure. But I think that there's uh, something like that. I'm, but again, I'm, I'm not 100% weird. sure. But I think that is implied. Well, That's well then it wouldn't why. explain that, then what? Was Tony Jaa born in the USA and then isekai into the Monster World? Because <laughs> no. he's a weakling. Oh, he's no. no seriously he gets thrown around and knocked out and she has to save his ass over and over again it's like wait isn't that backwards yeah like in, in the know, animation a- mila is the one that kills diablos yeah. after he puts like a little bit of the great sword into diablos face mila has to yeah, go it's so and finish the job so like yeah so they like they're where are they at so like she's with tony they, they have and to she fight gave the diablos him, she gave him chocolate oh the thing is like imagine this so Tony John and her are getting into a huge long fight, which is so stupid because they're both battling the same environment. They wouldn't do that. So they're having a huge fight, and he set up a camp, and he really can't move because the Diablos will just kill everybody, including him. So they fight, and then they have her tied up in a cave as he taunts her. He knows that she is dehydrated, starving. Oh, wow. weak. And he's sitting there sipping on fresh water and teasing her like ha ah, bitch like like he's a terrorist like he's just like <laughs> torturing her and then she goes and she tries to get it then he kicks over all the fresh water and just ruins it and then they start fighting like they are just really cruel to each other and oh then they start God. fighting again and then like then she just has this i'm 
I'm not your enemy. And then all of a sudden they're cool because she gave him some chocolate, which I've heard some interesting takes about how this could be misinterpreted or can be interpreted as sort of like, you know, a typical white person goes to another country, shows them <laughs> some cool little thing. Colonization crap, right? Because that's a real thing. So there's a bad narrative there already. Apparently this chocolate has survived Diablos when no one else could. And it didn't um, melt in the desert? I know, right? But he loves it. He's like, oh, so good. Anyway, so they he gets a food buff, I guess. They have their plan. They fight Diablos. And it's so funny, like, they establish so well early in the film that bullets and cannons do nothing against these monsters. Just why she has to learn how to use dual blades and stuff. And what did they do when they get out? She immediately goes for freaking gun pow- guns again. Yep. Immediately. And that becomes the plan. I'm like, what? And then she and then, she shoots the rocket, which suddenly has a lock-on system, even though the actual rocket itself didn't. I know. Anything. Well... Then you get stuff like they, they do all this sequence to get a poison needle from their so that they can paralyze Diablos, and it basically doesn't work. They just fail. They <laughs> shoot it in the eyeball, which is grotesque and mean, and then it doesn't even work. And then he just jumps on the head and sticks a sword in. Then he gets knocked away, and literally he's out for like a week, where the same thing times 10 in velocity happens to Mila Jovovich, and she's totally fine. She just gets up like, oh, that sucked. Um, <laughs> and so she goes, and she finishes it off, then she's got to like take him across the desert and look after him because she's the hero. And he nurses him back to health. And then they literally just walk across the desert and they're all of a sudden back at you know a tropical area with Aptentos and stuff. They they screw up the So Tasty, which I'm happy about because oh I, my how God. dare they even, I still, they, I still dare they can't even touch the phrase. I still can't believe that she goes, so, mm, so good. I was like, so ruined, good. destroyed. Why? <laughs> Why couldn't Every, you just well, say so the, tasty? The other thing you probably don't know at this point, if you haven't seen the film, is that this is all taking place to a very weird Resident Evil techno soundtrack, the entire film. Oh, no. I thought that was just for trailers or something. No, it's that's how they... The, yeah, I had so heard that there, there was no proof of a hero, and I was like, how can you... Yeah. <laughs> Is it even a Monster well, Hunter good. movie? It, it, w- it would have been more even rude to the song to include it, so yeah. I'm happy they didn't at this point. So it's so stupid. So basically, Rathala shows up, causes a stampede, almost gets them all killed. But, you know, Joe, Tony's um, people come and they, they, they help out, right? The Admiral shows up out of nowhere with... It's a switchblade, but he wields it like a great switch sword. Axe. <laughs> switch axe, yeah. He wields it like a great. You said switchblade. He wields it like a great yeah. sword, and then he does a super. Yeah, so they're not even using the discharge. weapons properly, and so he's sitting there with Mila Jovovich as they try to fight off a stampede of Epsaros or whatever that are are threatening to kill them, right? And they get through all of this, right? And then he looks at her. She looks at him, and then he punches her in the face and knocks her out. So again, Seems these reasonable. people are assholes. Seems reasonable to me. He knows yeah. that. And it's even funnier because he knows about people who have previously transferred into his world. He doesn't like it. <laughs> but he he, he doesn't sounds want the like, world's intermingling, right? Sounds like so the perfect her, job he for... Her. It sounds like the perfect acting job for Ron Perlman, no? <laughs> no, he was not. He was not good at it. So, like, then they go and she's like... She's, she's a prisoner. They didn't show this so much in the animated one. She's a prisoner on their ship. So they make her a prisoner, even though they know that she was working and traveling with their hunter, and she was fighting the monsters to survive. 
They go ahead and make her a prisoner. They mock her and tease her. So this is the weird thing. So Aiden and the serious handler both walk into the jail cell and they start like spitting at her and going <laughs> and teasing her because they're just mean people. Wow. They're really mean. Aiden. And they're speaking another language and they're just being a total asshole, kicking dust at her and, you know, teasing the fact that they'd captured some wild human, even though they're human also. Oh, no. And so they're just really mean. She manages to escape captivity, gets up to the deck, has a stupid conversation with the admiral, uh, and said, yeah, okay, well, we got to go take care of the Rathalos because the elders created a time warp machine and they protected it by using a monster as their guardian. I'm like, what? Wait, like, what? A, a, what elders? Yes, an, an the el- ancient, chival- an, ancient civilization? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they no. hired they hired a Rathalos to protect their super time warping fifth element technology like it is so the worse. ancient technology are the ones that are causing the isekai nonsense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and they they have it protected by oh no some super big rathalos which for some reason has like poison green breath i don't know why um but anyway so they're like okay we're gonna go march up there and kick its ass because we gotta get you back i was like okay they skip over the entire journey up the mountain because I guess they just Good. got lazy. Good. Um, and then they get to a point where they run into Rathalos. Rathalos just immediately kills Aiden, kills the serious handler, kills everybody in pretty much just one shot. Like they just they Wait, literally so Aiden these dies just in for, the movie? Yeah. So they included him just so that they can feel like it's authentic. They oh. make him an ass who who taunts other people, and then he immediately dies. It's like what? what there's the hell? Ju- there's just so no rude. respect. There's just no respect yeah. whatsoever. And then you know they're fighting Rathalos using fire blades, which makes no sense. Then you know, of course, you know. So she gets knocked off the mountain for some reason because of the activation of the device. She, she gets, gets thrown. She literally, she like falls a mile from the sky, like a kilometer into the ground. She would die from that. Yeah. Well, she she brushes herself up. All of a sudden, it's hey, Commander, you're back, you know, and it's the entire military doing an operation, trying to figure out what's going on, and then Rathalos decides, I guess he killed everybody else, and decides to run away into the portal and start, and just kills literally, like, the entire military. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of scenes of, like, an elementary school kid trying to play out a fantasy with his toys. Rathalos even eats a guy at one point, which they included, which makes no sense. Like, he flips him up and goes and eats him. It's so stupid. And the thing is, is like, it's another thing. He brings down a helicopter in which she's being transported as a patient. And it falls and crashes and blows up. Everyone's dead. And then Except Mila just her. stands up. Yeah. She's yeah, fine. She just stands up. She, she's like, I have got the T-virus. I'm fine. You know, I'm yeah, Alice. So. It's all good. She gets up. Then she goes like face to face, uses the slinger in some obscene way, and then immediately goes to guess what? She's got like the the you know Resident Evil type super gun, so she fires this special cannon into his mouth or something, and basically blows up and pretty much what special what Rathalos. special cannon? It's like you know it's like it's the typical like you know like really small little device, but it has like some nuclear explosion that it does. Because yeah, I, I I did see that in the animation where it's like and Rathalos just goes from being real big to being like. <laughs> It's like, no, he literally blows up from the inside like a napalm bomb or something. It's just crazy. And then Tony Josh so shows up. So he falls over. Then Tony Josh shows up yeah, and so just he's like shoot almost him. dead. Josh shows up like, 
hey, how's it going? And then he has blast arrows, and he just does, he just finishes it off. Like Dragon's much. Dogma style. That's how you solve a problem. You just bring some blast arrows. <laughs> I know, right? So, And then everyone else shows up, and Ron's like, hey, I don't like you guys invading my world, but I don't like our stuff invading yours, so we're here to help because we're going to make a sequel. And then Gore Magala shows up. And then the thing is, like, they're all using different weapons at that point. They have someone show up, I think it's Tony, with an insect glaive without a kinsect. Which is to me is just rude. Um, and then all of a sudden they see Gormagala out of nowhere, just like, Ugh. and then they all run towards it. Cut the credits, like that's it. I'm just like, this is the stupidest. That is ever. that is so bad. And there that was a post credit so scene apparently that I did not see because I was so upset that I turned it off. But apparently after the credits, there's a scene of like a mysterious man in a robe who's behind it all, controlling the monsters. I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? It's someone from the guild. I've told you, guild was up the shady shit. They're the ones who made the movie. <laughs> it's it's such an offensive movie to me, just because it disrespects the world of yeah. Monster Hunter. It, no, it's brutal. People die. Yeah, well, that shouldn't that just reinforce that people come together Good as a community to not die? It's, Why are they so mean to each other? That is so bad. There, there were a couple of things that I wasn't aware of, and I'm actually glad that uh, NCH didn't put that in the animation because animation oh, yeah. is better for it. It's like you don't have to think about the, the things that are that bad. It's just the things that are bad in a funny way, which makes it way more enjoyable. It's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, so... <laughs> now between my commentary and you watching the end, you know everything about the movie. So Good if you God. want to just have a fun, like flaming watch, we just watch it and you'd be like, wow, that is even worse than I thought. The visuals uh, again are nice. So I, I mean, you know, you, you might get some enjoyment the, there, but the like, disrespect of the monster hunter culture is just like so blatant. And it's, and I know that some people, maybe people that, you know, are not familiar with Monster Hunter. They're they're probably not going to watching this podcast. But some people might have watched and be like, "Oh, it's just a Monster Hunter it's crowd bad, being know. gatekeepy or whatever." It's like it's not about being gatekeepy, but it's about respecting the franchise. Like, look at the Star Wars yeah. sequels; they were terrible because the franchise was simply not respected. It's the same thing. So yeah, I know. so you get this is on another level though. So it's like yeah. You know, Netflix animation I loved because yeah, that was good. Yeah, the animation quality wasn't very yeah. good. There, there were problems, um, yeah, but the there was respect. was horrible. There was respect. But the story thing, and the setting was like on, like it was Monster Hunter, yeah. authentic, and so that means everything to me. So, yeah. Ah, uh, I mean, what are you gonna do? At the I, end of the day, crazy, basically, so. what I tell people is, if you've watched the Hollywood movie, you owe it to yourself to watch the. NCH because it's, it's way so better. It's so it is good. way better than the movie from what Gaijin is telling me. I I haven't even seen well, the movie. that. Well, when you watch the movie, go watch NCH again. Yeah. And you'll love it even more because you'll appreciate the way that they 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 chose to do some of the jokes is so on point. Yeah, it's it's great. I'll I'll definitely like link it in the the description of the podcast for you guys that are curious about it. I mean, although I I believe that probably. More people, I mean, NCH is, wa- seen it, yeah. Yeah. NCH is way bigger than me. It's just like by now, most people probably, but it, it, if you happen to be one of the people that haven't watched it yet, you definitely should because it is a lot of fun. It is fantastic. Yeah. I just, yeah, like you, I can't believe how much effort and time went into making that thing. That is just, yeah. it's, it's a film. I mean, Cause, it's cause, crazy. 
Because like uh, that, that's one of the things that I brought up at the end of my reaction, which is probably some people see that and, you know, it looks like it's, it almost looks like it's, um, whatchamacallit, like the style of, um, what's the name of that thing that really, uh, crap, South Park, you know, it, it almost looks a little bit kind of like that, the animation style or not, but it's like people don't understand the amount of work that goes behind doing that level of animation, like, I know it might look like a little bit of paper clippings and whatnot, and to some people, they're like, ah, oh, come on, that's easy to do. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> like That thing must have taken weeks to put together. 22 minutes of that? Like, people yeah, have no crazy. idea. It's insane. Yeah. I love how one guy did all the voices. <laughs> Diablos. <laughs> you know, yeah, so it's really funny is that Yuna... And me will still use that as a joke in this house. Diablos. We'll look at something and be like, Diablos. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that was a good video to react to. So I was happy you did that. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was super fun. And and just like, I think chat loved it as well. It was really cool. But um, guys, that is going to be it for this week's edition of the Third Fleet Podcast. Hopefully you guys still enjoyed it, even though there's not a whole lot of uh, Monster Hunter news Speak of, we're still going to be continuing to do the podcast. We'll talk about some off topic stuff, some monster Hunter stuff. We'll have a guest over. Uh, when we get to September, it's probably going to be a lot easier for me to plan the guests out because, you know, uh, my kids are going to be in summer school. Break. Uh, summer break's going to be over. That'll be easier. But uh, do know that we have a lot of people that we want to get into the show. And once the schedules line up, we will have those people on. Thank you all very much for watching as per usual links to all the stuff gaijin gonna be in the description you have anything in the works or still just like enjoying uh summer break with yuna i i the fire is very much burning inside of me to create stuff and there's so much stuff i want to do i want to do the weapon tutorials still for rise even though it's late as hell i still want to do them i think there's meaning behind it there's a few video ideas i really want to do but i don't have time to do anything yeah like I just I'm I'm cooking three meals a day I'm working I'm playing all these other games I just don't have time so I'm gonna continue to eat up the family time as much as I can uh, but I will get back to making stuff at some point so please don't think that I'm quitting YouTube or anything <laughs> like that it's just it's you know you gotta prioritize yeah. at certain points so and uh, as for me, while we're still under the Monster Hunter lull, I mean, I, at one point I have uh, a couple of things that I want to put on the channel, uh, but it's probably going to be scripted video, so it's going to take a while longer. But in the meantime, I've been streaming a lot on Twitch and putting some reactions and other content in my secondary channel, so you guys can check that out. But for now, that's going to be it. Thank you all very much for watching. We'll see you guys in the next one. Stay strong, stay safe, and happy hunting. <laughs>